0: Battle line podcast. Uh, we'll get right into everything, but i mean Ian Scotto.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm Tato. What's going on?
0: I'm I'm very excited to talk to Jake's wig this episode. Every time I talk to that guy, it's just a fun, exciting conversation. And it's been a couple of years. Uh, but for those new listeners, you know, we, we talk to all different people, motivational figures, inspirational figures. But most importantly, and, and I, you know, I'm going to keep it more, uh, military, special operations, CIA focused, because I realize that's what you guys want to hear. Every now and again, I'll switch it up, but I know episodes like these are what you guys like the best.
1: Yes, because we're freaking cool. So
0: get over <laughs> it, Dave. You, <know? laughs> you guys are, absolutely. And Jake is, and, and Jake is a character. So I'm excited to talk to, talk to him for sure. Um, but before we get into everything, you hear us all the time talk about Ned CBD and their full transparency. The fact that they're not a proprietary blend of all these ingredients, you know, it's just two great ingredients: it's CBD and full spectrum hemp. And I I pretty regularly talk to the founders, uh, Adrian and Rhett, when. Uh, we let them know what we're up to. And they always say they love hearing you, Chris, talk about your connection to Peonia, Colorado. Yeah. And and that's why you love what they do. So.
1: Yeah, and they, I grew up there. I have a family still there. That's a Western Slope. It's where my grandfather had his farm in Delta, Colorado, which is just down the road from Peonia. And, and uh, you know, it's the salt of the earth. So having that tie-in, but then also, you know, you, you can have a tie-in, you can have all the little bells and whistles, but if the product isn't good it's still not going to do well. And the product is excellent. So the tie-in with that, the the nature, that the part of the country that it's in, which, again, that's farm country out there, guys, Western Colorado. But also the product is outstanding. And I still like – the immunity blend rocks, man. I use that everywhere. Um, it's a part of my healthy, healthy lifestyle that I have now. And, and then also highly recommend any of the CBD products. And the body butter. Again, don't let that fool you. The body butter is not like a body butter – cocoa butter that you see on the commercials, the, the tan commercial, you know, it's, it's not a lotion. It's, it's, its an isn't anti-inflammatory and it's better than any analgesic I've ever used. And it really takes the pain. My, my, my sister who has diabetes and who has problems and I, sorry, Jamie, I'm putting your, putting your dirty laundry out there, (laughs) but my sister who has diabetes and who has had issues with her joints and she actually, you know, she's had issues with her feet, Uses it and swears by it, and so I get her a bottle, uh, and she goes through it about once every couple months. She'll need a new one, I'll get a new one for her. She's it's the best thing she's ever used, and it you know, it's she doesn't have to get on hard medication to stop the pain. So awesome, awesome stuff, guys!
0: Yeah, that absolutely says it all. Uh, so I mean, there's all different products on there in terms of the CBD, it's really great for. Uh, you know, any anxiety, sleeping issues. And then they also have products that are targeted just towards sleep issues. So if you go to the site and check out all the products, you're going to find something that you like. We wouldn't endorse it if we didn't believe in it. That's the God's honest truth. So if you want to check out Ned and try their CBD or any of this for yourself, we have a special offer for the BattleLine audience. Go to helloned.com BattleLine or enter BattleLine at checkout. For 15% off your first one-time order, or twenty percent off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That's h e l l o n e d dot com slash battleline to get fifteen percent off your first one-time order or twenty percent off your first subscription order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. Go there now, and, and you guys will find stuff that you like. So it's just helloned.com battleline, and every show is sponsored by our friends at Fort Scott Munitions. We're going to get into some uh, gun control stuff this episode for the firearms audience. Uh we always like talking about that stuff. But hey, it's important. So, yeah. Fort Scott is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition. It's designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammo outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC-spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring it receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Uh, go find Fort Scott at any dealership near you. Uh, if you go to FortScottMunitions.com and look at the dealer locator right there on the website, you're going to find locations everywhere. Like right here where I am in, on uh, Long Island, uh, South Shore Sportsman. That's a quick drive uh, in Merrick. So shout out to those guys. Um, but type in your zip code. You're going to find somewhere to get
1: it. Yeah, just just look for the ammunition. And you know, they're, it's still like everybody else. They're, they're running low on the... Common ammunition, I say common five, five, six and nine mil and this and three hundred a blackout. But, you know, if you're running uncommon ammunition like 38 special or, or anything, they, that stuff's out there, guys. In fact, I was just at the Alamo doing a book signing and and uh, a couple weeks ago and they have, you know, 38 special ammunition there from Fort Scott, which is excellent. And it, that's an excellent home defense uh home defense round as well. So, um, yeah, find them, check them. There's still ammo out there. I know they're running low, but they're catching back up and they're getting the nine mil and the five, five, six. And then my favorite, the 300 blackout back on the shelf. So uh, check them out and then also check out their, their apparel line that they have. Excellent, excellent t-shirts, excellent hats and excellent apparel that they, uh, they're starting to do and, 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 uh, they use good products on that as well. Next level type shirts, which is what we all like. That soft stuff next to our next a next to next next to our, our, our chichis up here. That's what my grandpa used to call it. <laughs> Chichi, my, my abuelo. So, uh, yeah, tremendous group guys, tremendous company. And, and again, they're getting back online with the ammo, but they also have other products out there and they're, they're top of the line stuff too.
0: Yeah. And if you want to check out that apparel and get 15% off, use the exclusive promo code Battleline at FortScottMunitions.com. Link is in description. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Baranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. Let's go.
2: You are now tuned into The Battleline Podcast.
0: The switch is on battle line podcast and uh we have jake's wig coming on but i figure we'll get right into it i'm sure this audience wants to hear your take on it uh just (laughs) yesterday before recording it was announced by uh by president biden the uh basically you know gun control measures sure I've, i've read up on it this is a little different than than um executive actions of the past because it's not like a ban on a particular um platform it more involves the 3d printers so i of course wanted to get your take on it
1: well i, I three, you know on the th- i'm not a big into the 3d printers i you know i i do believe that there has to be you know there has to be a parameter set for for guns and who makes the guns so forth i's just somebody in their home that can make a gun um, i'm not comfortable with that either to be honest with you if you have a 3d printer if you don't have the proper licenses you haven't gone through the ATF you don't have the the already stringent requirements out there to be a gun manufacturer or to even sell guns, because guys, I do that. I, I, I'm, I know what you have to have to do all that. It's, it's not, even for a guy like myself, it's not easy to say, Hey, you can sell guns, not even to get to the point where you can make guns or make parts. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't have an issue with, with, with the cracking down on 3d printing, uh, uh, Just to the normal Joe, just to you and me having one in my house and being having the ability to make a gun because that's yeah, that's that's kind of scary, brother. And uh, but again, if you go through the proper channels, if you go through the proper government paperwork, you work through the ATF, you do whatever standards that set out there by the federal government to be able to 3D print guns or parts, which some of the companies I represent, Maxim Defense is one of them, is able to do that. But also, they are able to do that legally. They've gone through the paperwork. They have the ATF paperwork, the backgrounds, the stuff. They are to able to do that. So,
0: But he, actually, if I could jump in here, here's yeah, what I'm good, wondering. Because you know, as good as I do, I don't read no, the news I, too much. I, but here's the thing. I don't know as much as you about the gun industry. So what I'm wondering is, for a company like Maxim Defense, as you're saying, do you think this new Biden law could screw over? It, it a could. No, like it that? Could.
1: I, I think we're the. the they're putting some. The, you know, there's always pork in these things. There's always little extras. Little, and one of theirs is the brace, the PDW brace, the pistol defense weapon brace. Which on my toolboxes, that's what that is. And trying to ban that when you ban that brace, you actually ban my gun, the little toolbox. That's illegal now. The so. That's where I have issues is they're trying to sneak these little things in to just take a little bit. And so, you know, it is. Let's just take a little bit here. All right. Next year, let's take a little bit more. And by the end of it, you've lost you've lost all your gun rights. And again, I'm, I'm but that's what that's what politicians do. That's what they do on both sides when they want something to pass. They've learned that they just can't. Like you said, and this is why this is different. They're not just trying an outright ban on a gun. Now they're like, okay, let's do the little victories now. Let's or the little losses, however you want to look at it. Let's do a little bit here, a little bit here, and by the end of it, you've lost your gun rights. And I have a problem with that. I see that. That's what I see when I see these little. Let's take away this. Let's take away this. Because honestly, I think his his view on uh, Joe Joe's uh, creepy Joe. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Joe's view on the uh, on the uh, on the braces is that well, it makes the pistol more accurate. Well. Yeah. buttstock. I, I don't pistols, a pistol. You know, there's a lot of pieces on there that can make it more accurate. And again, that's where we're going down a slippery slope. If he says this and, is, and you want it
0: to be accurate. Right? Well, I was
1: actually saying that's the thing. That's what I was going to get to, too. I have got to there. You beat me to it. Well, hell, yeah, it's it makes it more accurate. You want your weapon system to be more accurate. But then you can say, well, the barrel length makes it more accurate. Well, yeah, because you get more revolutions, the more twist you get in a bullet, the the tighter it's going to stay the longer distance. So it's going to be more accurate at a distance. Oh, well, the trigger press, it's 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 too it's too light. So you don't get as much what we call a flinch or you can say a jump and you're not going to pull around. Well, that's yeah, of course, you, you want to make it a little bit lighter. So you're more accurate. See, that's the thing is we let one go. Now we can say, this is going to make it more accurate. Oh, this is going to make it more dangerous, or this is going to make it more. In the end, the person, the thing that makes it most dangerous is the person behind it. And we're still not working on fixing that issue, which is not a gun issue. It's a personality virtue, a uh, virtue issue in society where, and this is low hanging fruit for the Democrats. They do this every time somebody gets in the office, Hey, let's, let's ban guns because it's easy to do instead of really looking where the problem is. And that's, that's within ourselves. That's within the schools. That's within the families. That's just within society as itself, as we get farther and farther away from, and I'm, I'm going to say this, so I, I don't care if you agree with it or not, farther and farther away from faith, whatever faith that is. But the farther we get away from virtue, the more issues we're going to see as far as violence. And and I posted something on, on uh, Instagram a couple, couple weeks ago about it, it was, it was actually kind of, <laughs> it's very ironic. They have, no guns allowed in Kabul, Afghanistan. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, And uh, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is like the war, this has been country's been at war. There's guns everywhere. And there are I, I, when I say this, I'm not saying it talking out of my ass. There are stringent gun laws in these countries. You are not allowed to have a gun in these countries. Well, what And, is that?
0: Uh, you know, it, it's not as stringent. But uh, I mean, and, and this is also, as you said, low lying fruit, but it's just the truth. The 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 states and the cities where there's mass shootings are the most strict the gun most, laws. We know right. that,
1: and that's that that's common sense. You know, that should come back to point back to where gun laws don't work. But we, it's low hanging fruit for the liberals, the democrats. So they're going to grab at it, and that's just how they've always done. That's 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 the nature of politics. But what I'm saying is is that not just that picture, but there were two weeks earlier where I got caught in a riot down in this called Duralama Circle, which is just maybe a hundred meters past that sign that I was at. There were no guns. There were no clubs. There were no knives. It was just a crowd because I, and I can't remember what the riot was for at that time. There was a person that was trying to break. We got caught. We bad place, wrong place, wrong time. Our vehicle, our land cruiser got caught in that circle. We didn't know there was a riot. We went the wrong way. We were trying to get out to a place called NDS, which is out in the West side of Kabul. And they were, we got stuck. You got stuck in traffic. You have a choice. You can run people over, which you don't want to do that. I mean, you really, you don't, uh, but, or we could sit in traffic. So we sat and waited. And of course they start seeing Americans in a car. Well, we're, we're, Hey, we're fresh meat. We're targets and they started coming at us and that was scary in itself. When a guy tried to, didn't have a gun, didn't have a club. He tried to break in through our windows with his fist. Now we had an armored car at that time and he didn't realize it. So when he hit the window, his fist basically crumbled. It just sort of armor. I, I can't lie, I laughed a little bit at it. But Bang said is that it doesn't make a difference if you have a weapon or not. If somebody wants to kill you, and I can see it in his eyes, they wanted to grab us out of there, rip our arms off, drag us in the streets, you make a make an example out of us. They wanted to kill us with a gun or not. Guns are not the issue. Weapons and fire, all that, no. If somebody wants to kill you, they are going to find a way to kill you. And that was just an example where it was so ironic that, first of all, we have these gun laws in Afghanistan that absolutely do nothing, but they still post them on signs, hey, no guns allowed, no guns allowed in here. But then also just two weeks later, going through an incident where my, I, you know, luckily we're in an armored car. Luckily I was armed. So as soon as we all pulled out our, I had an M4, I was sitting in the back seat. So I had an M4, I pulled mine out and showed it to him. Not, a, I didn't show it to him through the car. I didn't try to shoot him. I just took it out of the back seat and went like this and said, Hey buddy, may want to think twice about this. And the two guys in the front seat had their Glock 19s. They pulled them out and they just were showing, they were brandishing. them, basically just saying, Hey, like a rattlesnake, get the hell away. But as soon as those came out, yeah, they backed off. But saying that guns are the only issue only problem with people and that's if you have a gun then that's going to make you a killer is completely wrong and that example right there was one of many i had overseas with uh with people that wanted to hurt and kill us that were unarmed granted there were times when they were armed which was which was scary as well but it guns gun laws do absolutely nothing to stop violence or even gun violence because now you've made this when you illegal, when you make uh, guns illegal, now you've also now you've made an underground market for it, just like with prohibition, just like with the war on drugs. Right now, you know, hey, drugs are illegal. Well, <laughs> we haven't stopped that for shit, guys. Um, I, I don't think we're learning from our examples, or we're learning from our past, and we're not learning from other countries' examples, and we're not listening to to veterans that have been in the mix and have had incidences with guns and without guns. And, and um, yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with, with smart regulations like the 3D printers. I don't have an issue with that as far as having not allowing a person, just a normal Joe to have a 3D printer to be able to make a gun in his house. I think that's that's crazy. But um, slamming gun manufacturers and people that are actually doing it legally and have the proper paperwork and have been vetted by the ATF, no, nah, because now you're, we're going down the slippery slope. And just like Jeff said, uh, our Canadian guy, now you're taking away something that is really, oh, yeah, Jeff, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, sure. Jeff, really enjoyable and you're taking it away from future generations who may take that up as a sport. And, and it, it is, it, it's taking the guns away from people is taking a part of some groups like myself and others and their families that enjoy doing that as a family, just as a family that enjoys to go, go play golf together. We like to go the range together. You're taking that away from people and you're taking away the, their ability to defend themselves and also, as much as politicians like to say that they, oh, yeah, yeah, we're for you, we're for you, we're for you, when you don't have them checked, they will start to gain more control. And that's how you start a dictatorship. That's where this comes from, guys. So we don't want to violate our constitutional rights. That is probably still the best document and guideline to follow to live a Life, liberty, and and, and, and happiness—you know—from the Declaration of Independence. Follow that Constitution. Don't let politicians, because it's low-hanging fruit, and they like to get elected and like to use anything they can to rattle up their base. Don't let them. Don't let them bastardize the Constitution, guys. Don't and and, and so we we so I you know Ian. I wish I could say yeah, I'm totally against everything he's saying. Well, no, not I'm not. From what I understand. But I am against just just hey, banning banning things on guns, banning things because all that's doing is they're allowing them to ban other things down the line. And if ATF has any balls, the, the directors there will stand up for – because they know. A lot of those guys have served. A lot of those guys are veterans. A lot of those guys agree with what I'm saying, but they're worried about losing their jobs. Well, don't. Do the right
0: thing, guys. The, the problem know. with that, though, I should throw out there. No, Please do. Please do. This is a, uh, AP News when you're saying um, the ATF, um, and this is AP News, it says uh, he'll also nominate David Shipman, a former federal agent and advisor at the gun control group Giffords, to be director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. So, yeah. you know, you're going to get people in there with that agenda into those departments. Agenda is a
1: great word right there.
0: What's the agenda of this party? And it's
1: never the agenda that's best for the people. It's the agenda that's best for Joe and his party. And it doesn't make a difference who's in power. When the next person comes in power, it'll be their agendas. We don't elect people that I believe are best for, that, that have the best interest in all Americans. It's the best interest of whatever their base is. And that's, I, I brother, I don't know how to fix that with politicians because it doesn't matter who's in office. It's it's never a politician that, that I think has the best interest in everyone. It's the best interest of whoever they need to, still to get them elected and gun control racism all uh are low hanging fruits out there that it's just it's just easy to get your base riled up on those things it, it is and it's it's uh i i listened i did listen to a uh, she's on um she's on patriot actually i listened to the patriot uh driving okay uh, patriot network and um uh, something's corner. Sophie's corner. She's she's. Oh, a-
0: uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and I know her. She's cool. Uh, she's she, talking about uh, Sonny Johnson. Sunny, she
1: Sunny's corner, and it was awesome. I mean, because she's, I, I, I'm, 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 she's African American, from what I understand, and her views are like are, they're spot on, and they don't, that you know what, and she doesn't just, just because she's on Patriot, she doesn't just kowtow to the conservative crowd. She says no,
0: not at all. I've heard her clash with people all the time. She's and and, and she's actually uh. It's funny. I've had conversations with her off air and she gets very deep into um, kind of the instilling of communist agenda. Like, and some of it sounds crazy, but then she was, ta- you know, I remember she was actually telling me she was like the Smurfs were yeah. communist. <laughs> And she's like, they get you started on communism like at a very young age. And she was like, look at you know how they all had a certain job, and they all had, you know they were all the same. And and I was like, you're this is big. She just pull it out of her ass. So, yeah,
1: I didn't, I didn't hear this first stuff. That's but but the other stuff she says with with the her views on the low hanging fruit of agendas for politicians, and it was the two. I'm not I'm not. I mean, I wish I was smarter to think about this, but she's the one that I, I really led me down that road, which a little bit, which I've done, done a little bit of research on. it, But it is politicians. They will always have gun control and they will always have racism to, to instill to fight about every election. And they do it and they continue to do it. And the biased media fosters that because it's create because we are so divided on both.
0: Really? Yeah, and and then also once they change things, um, you have to then change the bar because I, you know, when we when we passed, uh, gay marriage nationally, that issue kind of went away, and then it went on to this whole transgender thing, and that, you know like <laughs> it, it always has to be something, something more, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we do allow gays in the military now, and then it had to be well, what if they want to transition, what if they want trans- to a different gender while in the military, and these are actually arguments that I thought were ridiculous years ago, and but sure enough, they're pushing for things that. A lot of people said that I I didn't think it was true.
1: Well, if if we don't have something to argue about, then we don't have a, we, the politicians have no, nothing to stand on because they don't. No politician anymore. When even when they're doing their their uh, their debates, it's they're, it's the blame fingers. It's not hey look look what we've done for the country. Look how we're doing. Look what we can do to work together. It's what did you do wrong? What did you do wrong? It's your fault for her. It's your fault for her. the last debate with Trump and. Biden, I actually did watch a little bit. That was, I was like, are, "Are you kidding me? This is the best we got." I got one guy screaming at him, the other guy saying, "Hey, man, just shut <laughs> up." Dude. I'm like, "Are you really? These are these are our candidates here." But and then four years
0: ago, and, you know, Hillary, yeah. I, I think Hillary was even worse than Biden personally. You know?
1: And it, it was like, man, it was like little, it, it was I was thought I was watching a real genius movie with the one liners in there, with them just crapping on each other. What it, it's like? Are you kidding me, guys? So.
0: And the yeah. thing is, look, I'll be honest. Trump is is very good at that. He's very good at throwing out insults. He makes very funny comments, very witty like that. But is that necessarily what you want in a president and oh, a leader? Yeah. No. But it, does it make for entertaining television? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely but, makes You know, sense. and that's what the 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 uh, you know the election,
1: the, the last, where, what did somebody, they said, wanted to make a shirt or somebody made a shirt when, when Biden said, hey, yeah, dude, why don't you just shut up? Or, hey, man, why don't and, it was during the, during the, during the debate and somebody wanted to make a shirt. Like, and I was like, really, that's, that's the best thing we can pull out of this debate with some guy telling another was one of the kind of telling the other ones, just a man, just shut up. That's the, I, we're getting down the rabbit hole. What I'm trying to say is, guys, is that it, just don't pay, just don't get wrapped up in this low hanging fruit, guns in the right hands. And I'll tell you from these hands right here, they do good things. I've protected people. I've saved people. And there are a lot of guys out there, a lot of men and women. You remember we're in battle line podcast guys is a gender neutral term. A lot of men that have done great things with a firearm to protect lives. And there are law enforcement officers that are out there every day doing that. Um, you know, but there's also guns. Yes. In the wrong hands can hurt and kill people. But even just these, these fists, that's why I gave the example of Afghanistan, Kabul, just these can hurt and kill people too. And if you're not seeing me, I'm just putting up my hands and I'm making them into fists. That can hurt and kill people too. It comes down to the person lost yeah, or
0: control. Yeah, or what Tim McVeigh did. You know, it didn't yep. involve firearms, so, but yep. I, it, yep. the gun stuff is a good transition though to enthusiasm for guns to Jake's wig because he is certainly a guy who knows how to shoot. <laughs> yeah. um, before we get to him, though. And I, and I, by the way, I mean, I'll throw it out. I agree with everything you said. And and you know me, dude. I'm not someone who's going to no, say you, I agree with you, you if you, I don't. You, you I 100 agreed with everything.
1: You me, said. me and Eno disagree all the time. We'll get yeah. offline and go. You mother effer. What the hell are you? <laughs> to but yeah, you know, and that's what that's a that's the beauty. And that's where you again. You know some of that well, like the AP stuff. I like you to read that because sometimes it makes me. Well, maybe I'm not thinking rightly, and I'll say that on air. So just so people know. Hey. Maybe I'm I don't have all the information I need. So let's make a better informed decision. And it's yeah. okay to even do that on air. So to show people, hey, you can be wrong sometimes and you can still make another decision on it or have more research and then make another decision and be right the next time or just have an opinion. And let's just agree to disagree.
0: For sure. And I also know that, you know, Firearms is your expertise. I, I listen to you on that because you know what you're talking about. It's what you've done thanks, for thanks. decades. Yeah. Um, but yeah. With that, uh, Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment all in one place. At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, pretty much everything. Uh, like original entertainment from top celebrity creators and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts like ours, hey, Car- all from one app. Uh, and when I heard that the people at Audible are fans of the show, I was like, that's that's yeah, that is, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. These, these guys do awesome stuff. Awesome group yeah. over there. So I'll throw out there. I especially like uh, a recent book that I read. Andy Biersack from uh, Black Veil Brides put out a book. Uh, they don't need to understand, and, and he did the narration like you did for your book. So you can get that on Audible outside of our wheelhouse. But it, it was it was good. That's just the most recent thing I've checked out in there. Any any recommendations from you uh, of? You know, oh yeah, the Ranger Way and the Patriots Creed. On, a, on, a, on a, <laughs> I knew this was gonna be a shameless plug.
1: Since I, since I read, since I read for both of my books, uh, yeah, again, yeah, it's, it's outstanding. And being somebody that travels and goes to these ranges and drives, it, it, music actually puts me to sleep. When I listen to somebody talk or I am in a story, like and I listen through Audible, um, yeah, it's it keeps me awake, and and it also you you, you just it's, it's, it's cool because you're reliving you're it in your you know, even reading, but you're living it in your own head. You're, you're going through the, the, whatever you're listening to and, and it's, it's you're putting yourself, at least I am, I put myself in their place. So when I'm in, three, if I'm listening to anything about Harry Potter or Narnia, well, guess what? I'm Harry Potter or I'm going through that closet and going into the world of Narnia and Audible gives a chance to do that. And it, it really helps out with a lot of veterans out there that uh, don't have the patience to sit and read but they'll get an audible and they'll get an audio book or something and they'll listen to it. And they're like, man, I've got a lot of that from the Ranger way like, I I don't have the patience to read, but I listened to your book on on, uh, your audio book and whether it was audible was they got it from. And um, they said, man, it was outstanding. So thanks for, and thanks for letting you do it. You're reading it with your own voice, doing, doing your own reads. and, And that was you on there. So audible, outstanding job guys. You guys help veterans immensely throughout the country every day. Even if you don't know it, you do. I'm telling you right now.
0: For sure. And a lot of like truckers who have longer mutes, that type of thing. It just makes sense. So with Audible, you can always find the perfect title for whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, or whatever you're feeling. Audible allows you to find audiobooks that will inspire, delight, help, or simply entertain you. With Audible, you can listen while working from home, cooking, exercising, on a walk, as a family activity, or just relaxing. And now, with the new Plus catalog, an Audible membership is so much more valuable as it gives all members a chance to listen to and discover new favorites and new formats, like the exclusive Words Plus music series or a podcast you never considered before. With the free Audible app on your smartphone or tablet, you can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. Audible can help people with their own personal goals. Whether they want to learn something new, get more books in their life while doing other things, focus on mind, body, and wellness, or simply enjoy a well-deserved diversion. You can set your own goals and let Audible help you reach them. New members can always try Audible for free for 30 days, so you have nothing to lose. So join us on Audible. You will always be able to find the perfect title for you. Simply visit BattleLinePodcast.com slash Audible that link will also be in the description. Battlelinepodcast.com slash A-U-D-I-B-L-E. Once again, battlelinepodcast.com slash audible. So joining us for the first time on the podcast is Jake's Wig. I mean, who I've talked to a lot for probably the past eight years. And it's crazy because I've never um I've never actually met you in person, but I do feel like you're a friend of mine and that we've we've spoken quite a lot over the years. And uh, before we get into your background as a Navy SEAL, what you're currently up to, I just personally wanted to know, and I mean, this says something about you, is the last time we spoke, there was a woman who was a fan of the show that you were on, uh, Dude, You're Screwed with Tyree Shepard and other special ops veterans on the Discovery Channel. And um, you were saying she wasn't looking for a handout, but she was at hard times, just needed a car to get to and from work so she didn't need to use the bus. And you helped raise some money, gave her some of your own money. What What's the update on that?
3: So she's doing okay, man. She um she's still in Iowa in Bettendorf, and so it's hard, man. Um, I don't think the environment she's in is very conducive to her doing well. She's struggling to pass algebra to algebra, so she got to pass college level algebra to get her AA degree, so she can get her nursing degree. Um, but I mean, shoot, the van's still running. She she rear ended somebody. I happen to be on a bye week, so I went over there and. Fix the whole van for like three hundred dollars, so she still got transportation. You know, she's still doing good. I think, you know, she's one of the people on my list of people that when I get this new endeavor started, we'll probably move her down to San Antonio with us and get her a full time tutor to pass algebra because I mean she's really smart, man. Like, you know, she just got four kids before twenty six. Wow. You know, it's hard to get ahead when you got four kids and you're twenty six years old. Don't have your education lined up. You know, but she's smart as a whip, man. Like, she just need, she needed to get out of the environment that she was raised in over there in Bentendorf and, you know, get her, get back on her. She's doing good, man. You know, she's doing, she saved a bunch of money for the first time in her life. Like, um, so positive, you know, not as good as I want it to be. Uh, I got a dude, Jason, here in town, who does a lot of that stuff. And he said, man, it's really hard, Jake. And so my next step is just to give her a bunch of resources. Put her in a house, let her go to college full time. I mean, she I told you this when I was raising the money. She lives off of 1400 dollars a month. Wow. So like four kids, fourteen hundred dollars a month. So like she's a rock star. So like she don't yeah. buy a bunch of crazy stuff. She's not materialistic. She just, you know, she needs she need a little bit of help over the hump. And once we get her nursing degree, she I mean, she's been making $12, 15 dollars an hour working as a night attendant just to get through and then like. I mean, I'm telling you this, man, like since I've known her, she sleep about two hours a day. She worked 12 hours a night. She put the kids in bed at eight. She got a 12 year old that watches the kids. She goes to work and then, you know, she gets done and she gets home about seven, gets them ready for school. And then she goes to school from eight to 12 and then she sleeps in the afternoon a little bit and then the kids get home at three and she right back on the same pattern, you know? So, uh, you know, we just... It is what it is. It ain't as good as I want it to be, but I ain't done with her yet either. So, yeah.
1: is there is there a place like if you have something set up and, and we could post it on the battle on page that people make even a GoFundMe or, or something where, where people could help out if it felt like it or is there you know, got your own thing set up set up, Jack?
3: Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna tell you, man. I ain't big on giving poor people money. Okay, I I just ain't big. And so like if I if I wanted to raise money, it'd be to move her, right? Okay. About moving back to Tennessee. Um, you know, when I get this next gig set up, I'm not going to need resources so much. It's just more so I I don't give people, I don't give poor people money ever. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't call me for bills. Don't call me for none of that stuff because it just, it just enables them to keep doing what they do. Okay. That
1: makes sense. I
3: appreciate it. it. You know, I appreciate it. I, I got Ian on speed dial. So next time, like if I need to raise some money to move her down to Texas with us or whatever. You know that's a possibility, but I'm also I don't I ain't real big on raising money on shit that I can do myself.
0: You know, right. I mean? but you you did yeah. raise money originally just for you know these these expenses that to basically be make her so she was able to transport from to and from yeah. work. And yeah. uh, and the reason I bring it up too, I mean, it's been ages since we spoke about it, but I think it just says a lot about you as a person that someone came up to you and was a fan of your show on hard times. And, and you told me, you were like, I don't want to give this woman a handout, but I just want to make it so that she could do well on her own.
3: Yeah. Because I mean, like, like, like it's impossible to be able to function without a car and four kids and you need to work. Yeah, Right. You have no chance to get out of that hole. I don't, I don't care. She was riding a bus with four kids to work. Like it was just a nightmare. Wow. And, and, you know, like we raised, I think we raised about $5,000 on GoFundMe. I put in about fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand bucks. She owes me eight hundred dollars still. I ain't worried about that. Um so you know in the beginning like and it worked, man. She got a job like like she had at one point she had like three, 000, four thousand dollars in her bank account. Like she just saved a lot of money and then you know like she's in the hospital right now, but when she was two weeks ago. But that's life. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's like my wife was in the hospital two weeks ago. I know my world ain't falling down around me. So, you know, she's grown a lot, man, And I, you know, I appreciate you asking, you know, we'll get her there. If I had, you know, she's doing good. We just got to get her. The Bentendorf environment, man, is super repressive. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's tough. I, and you're, you're right. I, I with the uh, enabling man. I mean, giving opportunities to get out of the hole and work your way out. And that's a lot more satisfying than just say, here, here's some money. And so well, I. I I know. Go ahead. ahead. Go, no, go ahead, bro. Because I, no, I agree just,
3: with you. Like, like I, I don't help people financially. I don't. Right. Like my own family don't get no help. You know, like you, I tell everybody, I'm going to give you one bit of money. Like my brother called me about his house payment. He passed in 04, but this is like 98. I was doing good. I was a SEAL team making a ton of money. And he was like, hey, man, can you help me out on the house payment? I said, hey, man, here's the deal. You get one house payment. Yeah, That's it. You get one. Don't call me again. And so he ended up getting foreclosed on. That ain't my problem.
1: But right? no, you got you, that's tough love. I did that with my yeah. sister. I did that I, with with her. And I her go with me spreading my sister's dirty laundry again, again. <laughs> but it, but it's right. It, it is. It's like hey, you, I, I did. You got one try. That's it. And then you got to get yourself out because it does. Then you rely on that handout, handout. My grandfather always told me, you don't take handouts. We don't take handouts. And he was an illegal immigrant. Came over. No. Nope. Got a got a citizenship, but. It's like we don't take handouts. We, we work our asses off. And I agree with you on that. I know we, we like to offer because we're here. We, we're veteran. I'm a veteran. You're a veteran. So I said, hey, man, if you got something and, and you and you vetted it, yeah, we'll help you out. But what, what you said, I resonate with that, too. I agree with
3: you. Absolutely, brother. And I grew up, I grew up in a damn um, food bank. So my grandmother volunteered in the food bank. Yeah. Wow. And, and if, I would watch my grandmother dress people down to the ground. Right. Like, so in the food bank, it was this little room. I don't even know. It was in the back of a building and she had a key. She'd open the key. She would hang the sign up open. And then you'd walk in like in a U yeah. and you had a bag and she would walk with you. She said, right, I get two cans of that, get two cans of this, get two cans of that. And It was amazing. Like the ladies would be like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't eat beans. She said, oh, you must not be that hungry. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you here, let's put all your stuff back? Right,
1: yeah,
3: and then they'd be like, "Well, well, I don't understand why I just can't take two of those." She said, "Because you don't run the food bank." Yeah, and if they said it again, she'd be like, "Excuse me, can I please have my, the bag back?" And they they'd look at her kind of funny, and she'd take the bag back. She'd put all the stuff back on the shelf, and she said, "Thank you. You can come back tomorrow."
1: Right, well, that's
3: and all. If, and and that's if they would try to get nasty, she like my grandmother was a little <laughs> pistol man. She'd be like. You know, she'd be like, look, you you don't want me to call the police because I would call the police right now. The police. Matter of fact, the police are right around the corner. They'll be here in two seconds because I've had to call them on people before, just like you. So you're obviously not that hungry. Get out. And I like here that. I am. I'm eating a three day old beg or uh, donuts. Like there'd be boxes of donuts, but they'd be like three or four days old, stale as hell. I'd be like, "Damn, Grandma, gonna donuts. these are good." Yeah, She'd <laughs> be
1: like, "You can
2: eat
3: all the donuts you
1: want, eh?" Man, I haven't <laughs> I haven't heard that since my way My my grandma passed it. You must not be that hungry. When you said that, that brought her voice back in my head. You yeah, know, yeah, you don't you uh, you don't want to eat what's in front of you. You must not be that hungry. Well, Take it away from me. That's but that's it. that's you know, we got away from that. That's people need that. They need that tough I, love. To get to get your shit together,
3: man. This whole this whole generation, like I'm gonna say, for the last 15 years, these these cats are living in la la land. And there's two things to blame, man: Twitter and Instagram, man. Them two, those two yeah. things, social media. But really, Instagram, like people see the image, and they try to live the image, and they don't understand the life.
1: Right, everybody like, can be a rock star. Everybody can yeah. be their own star without having to work at it, without having to put the time in.
3: Hey, I want to like, like I've been real down. Like, I, I'm not a big breast implant guy, right? Like, <laughs> I just not like, I like, I want real, real shit, right? <laughs> and so, so now you're seeing these hip implants, right? Like, yeah. what, what, so it, what the it, hell? No, yeah, I haven't seen that. It. It, it came up from Brazil. It came up from Brazil. Hip and butt implants. Okay. So they they get these, they get these butt implants and they had these ridiculous butts and little tiny waists and I'm just like or the puffy lips, right?
0: Oh, the the yeah, I, I, this, the the uh, it, what's that
1: silicone? I, no, what is that? The
0: It's yeah, uh, silicone. No, it's, it's, it's their lip injections, but it's, um, it's funny. Cause I, I know some girls into the whole plastic surgery. Thing, yeah, so yeah, but what but is like, it? I don't know. It's not, it's not Botox. I know people always say Botox, but it's not, but obviously I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. It's rampant.
3: You got all these people, right. And you can see they got all this work done to their butt, their face, you know, they got the everything is all jacked up and you're sitting there. You're like, come on, man. Like, and then you look, they got 1200 followers. <laughs> And it's about instant uh, social media influence.
1: And you're an inf- influencer. We we are. We got that all the time too. Somebody says influencer. Like you're an inf- what the hell is an influencer? What what the? I was like that. Yeah. Does that mean that you don't? You are You you're, try, you're, you're almost there. I I don't get it. Ian Ian brought that up when he started calling because calling an influencer. And I I just I can't stand that word. But I yeah, yeah I, I mean
3: like like you an influencer right? Like I'm an influencer. Okay, I'm a big time influencer. Uh, in a real small category. Like people that are successfully trying to be Navy SEALs, pilots, stuff to do in the military, or they just want to be really successful. But like my niche is really, really small, but I influence the shit. Out of those, like that, just means you're a hard worker. That
1: means that means you're a hard worker. That there's a there's no it's, that's that's yeah. What I was like no man. He ain't an influencer. He he's an example. He's well, an example of how to be successful in if you want to go that route and then be an entrepreneur. Which again, that's not an influencer. That's a hard worker. That's I mean, for sure, a hustler. And that's, uh, a, that's hustler. a hustler. Yeah, It is. And with, with that though.
0: Type. If I could get into it, I, we should get into Jake's actual background. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, We're talking about probably. who you are influencing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as I said, Jake is a Navy SEAL, former Navy, you know, shouldn't say former, I know you don't say former, a retired Navy SEAL, uh, and but also current director of man development for the football program at the University of Illinois. Still, right? No, no, I'm out, bruh. Okay, they, okay.
3: They fired Lovey, so now now the world got to be careful, bruh.
1: Wait, wait, uh, Lovey Smith is gone from Illinois?
3: Yeah, 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 he got got fired. He's now the defensive coordinator down to Houston, Texas. Well, the reason
0: I said current is I still see it on the website, so they haven't taken it down. But I know the main thing that you're doing now is this creator of Masterclass for SEALs. And the videos that I love that you put up, the difference between you and a lot of the other guys out there is you are not the guy who says, you're going to make it, you're going to be a Navy SEAL. You say flat out, most of you, look at the statistics, are not going to make it.
3: So it's interesting, Ian, like, um, I, it's funny, man. So I mean, I, I'm not in competition because I have incredible success, right? So there's a bunch of people out there selling all these workout programs, but they literally are marketing to the masses. Like, that's how they feed their family. And so I thought, like, I'm going to build this masterclass so that I can stop answering all these dumbass questions, really. That was the premise, like, okay, yeah, we'll make a lot of money, Okay. But then, as soon as I made it, I'm like, I can't sell it for what it's worth, right? Like, honestly, I should be selling it for $5,000. That's what I should, it should be, you know, four or five sales a year. Uh, let's say 20 sales a year, $200,000, right? Like, math is messed up, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, I should be able to do that. But then it defeats the whole purpose of being able to spread goodness
0: to the universe,
3: right? Like, so. I had a website guy come in. He redid my whole website. We've been selling now. But I still saw uh,
0: jakeswig.com.
3: Yeah, jakeswig.com. I still ain't paid for the, the video dudes yet, right? My editor. He had an editor finish the last two. I still ain't paid them dudes yet, right? Like, so my point is now though, the masterclass is just more so of a function to be able to get people to understand really what you need to know. But back to your point, Ian, like, dude. Like, everybody else there is selling hope. I don't sell hope, okay? I sell the truth. No, you have no chance. Like the one I just posted the other day, you had no chance to make it if you are consumed with self-doubt and fear. Okay? You can't make it. It's not possible. Because the people that make it are the most optimistic SOBs in the country.
1: Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're so, so
3: don't Don't come to me talking about, Jake, I need some help with some ideas to help me overcome my self-doubt and my fear of SEAL training. Well, oh, yeah. but you came to the wrong- you, Yeah, yeah, you've
1: already, you're already, you're already, you're already lost, you already quit, I mean, shit. Yeah, you, you can came to the
3: wrong person, like you're wasting my time, right? But that's the whole thing, Ian, like you saying, everybody else is like, well, let me help you. I Hey, Joe, I think you have a chance, Let's get you into this development program and see if we can't build you up a little bit. No, I'm like, man, listen, I don't have like I don't I don't have time for the average people because the average people take chi from me. And I don't let nobody take my chi. You know, I got a seventh grader who's now in ninth grade. Who's a savage. Okay, kid's going to be a rock star. I got a young lady up at MIT 4.0 want to be a Navy SEAL. I don't know if she's going to be a Navy SEAL. She's going to be a rock star. Every time I talk to them, they oh yeah, let's go. What do I need to do? Boom. Give them boom, they're done. Right? Overperformance every time I talk to them. So why would I talk to a bunch of guys that are like, oh man, I'm I'm really depressed. I need help. Can you help me dig out of this hole? Nah, man, go call somebody else because I don't work with average people. Like, and everybody kind of bang on me for it, but I'm like, look, man, this shit free. I do what I want to do saying you ain't paying my bill you want me to talk to average people send me a check for a million dollars
1: I'll <laughs> yeah i don't i don't see that banging on people you just be that's the realism of it hey you, you want to make it Here, here's drop them 10 miles out that's how you're gonna get your get your mind improved I'm gonna drop you 10 miles out you run back to me if you make it then then, then maybe you got something maybe you can do it if you can't make it don't even try it then let's go find something else to do yeah. And I shortened up the
3: process. I, I, I used to be, you know, i give you two or three months to kind of flounder yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you get about, you get one session, bro. Like like I got a young lady I'm working with in Rhode Island. I gave her a list of like 20 things to do. She came back with 18 of them done. I had to set the tone. Hey, listen, man, you didn't do two things I told you to do. If we have another conversation like this, there won't be any more conversations. Oh, okay, I got it. But she'll get up to speed, right? Cause it used to be six months, no change, no, no difference. Six months later, you got the same shithead. You got the same average ass person. So, but yeah, we like fire to that, Ian. You know, we're just killing that. Just right. and it's gonna work. You know? it, it does.
1: It does. And it, it, it is a realism. I don't. I don't see. I, say, I. I don't see that as being negative. I just say, hey, this. This is the truth. Either you can do it, or you can't, or you do that opposite effect where you're busting their balls, and they maybe they does light a fire. Like, all right, and that's how I was. Like somebody would say bad to something to me. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna prove your ass wrong. You wanna talk shit to me? Fine. I'll step my game up, and I'm gonna prove. I I, that but that's that's honestly that's the community too though. That's the special that's that's how the community is. That's hey, like There's no there's no George, if you don't pass something, oh well you didn't pass everything, but I'm still gonna get you you're still gonna get your trident. No, (laughs) that shit doesn't work. It It doesn't work that way. Just just like going getting your scroll. Okay, you know, you didn't you didn't pass the ruck march, you didn't finish in the time allotted. Oh, but you're fine, we're still gonna get you a scroll. Go ahead and go to 75th. No. Bam, oh, yeah, yeah. see ya. You're, you're like, like,
3: my, like my second ranger bat tab, I got in my in my uh my go by, I got a knack, couple of knack boxes for yep. of equipment. And so I bought second ranger bat tabs. Third did, grade,
2: maybe. Did you did you? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, I got I got second ranger bat tabs in there. I was supposed to go to ranger school, and, and literally like the biggest thing I didn't accomplish in the SEAL teams was not making it to Ranger School because I tore my hamstring right before I was supposed to go. I was so pissed, bruh. I was so pissed because I was jacked about going to Ranger
1: School, man. And man, and and that's something where if you do have an injury, you you're not you don't don't do it because you know, was guys, yeah. yeah yeah guys have gone come in we've had Marines come in through pre Ranger where they come in through upper and range to go to Ranger with injuries no they they fuck themselves up worse and then they don't make it because they get they get they get peer, they get a they get medical doubt so. Yeah. yeah but, you, can't, you know how that is, bro. You can't be, you can't be holding up the train. No, no. They, they don't wait for it. That's The machine keeps rolling. It doesn't make a difference. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I, I like where, cause, cause I, I like, I'm on the same wavelength as, as you, as you are. When I went through green to gold and, and I got an idiot. I, I did. I became an officer. Sorry. I did. I did. Don't hate me for it. But, uh, damn, I would teach the cadets cause I was leaving range battalion. I had my tab already. Yeah, and I remember I was. They had me running the cadets on PT in the morning because they weren't getting pushed hard enough. And I just would see the, them not. And I wasn't nice to them. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't friendly with them. I smoked the shit out of them. And if they made it, they made it. If they didn't, a lot of them quit and I, they quit the program. <laughs> but I, I agree with that. You have got to push hard to get to that level. You can't get to that level if you're working down here.
3: So it's it's crazy, right? Like when you think about it, and I tell people this and you understand this, everybody talks about SEAL training. Like, oh my God, SEAL training. And you know, there's so much hype around this shit now. It's it's astronomical, right? Like, oh my god, <laughs> CA- you know, CAG selection or or RAS two. Oh my god, like like I'm going to ASAS. Oh, my God, I'm going, so I'm going to be Jaco Cousteau and <laughs> 200,000 feet. I'm going to be, and so you're like, come on, man.
1: Go back.
3: And then then you hit him with the reality. You, you do understand that that's kindergarten. What? Well, what do you mean? It's kindergarten, okay? SEAL training is kindergarten. Like Jaco talks about all the time. He said, I don't talk about SEAL training. Cause it's not the SEAL teams, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I, I say it a different way. I'm just like, look, man, if you are concerned about SEAL training, do not show up. Do not try to go. It's, not, it's, do not go because it's kindergarten.
1: That's just to. It's, that's just to get in. That's just to get the door into the real into the shit when it starts to get hard. That's just it, your. And I tell people
3: like, buds did buds suck really bad for me? Yeah, cause I showed up a hundred percent out of shape. <laughs> oh, no. I hadn't worked out in seven months. Okay, how, how is that possible? <laughs> Come, just built different, Ian. built different, right? Like I was on the ship, and I, I so there's here's what's messed up. The spring of that year, so I reported a Buzz in in October. Okay, in spring of that year, I was wrestling on the all Navy wrestling team. Oh, I, I might have been in the best shape. Not quite the best shape of my life, but I was in phenomenal shape. Okay. I came back to the command. I was 180, running like 10 miles. I was just ready. And I said to my commanding officer, ma'am, if I go to Buds right now, I'll be the army. Like, I will shit stomp Buds un- unbelievably. She was like, I'm not letting you go. You got six more months on the ship. Tough Absolutely. shit. Do, deal with it. Okay. So I'm like, all right. So I go to play in this golf tournament and I throw my back out. And literally for the next 3 months, I can't tie my shoes. Like I can't move. So for 3 months I'm in limbo. Um I'm literally I'm I'm going around to all the buildings at Norfolk measuring them for square footage to make sure they fit with the fire plan. And I can't I'm walking around in in untied shoes, okay? I try to work like this in my car. leaned over because I can't sit up straight. So I drive. And so I'm jacked up for three months. So then I, I get off limb dude They give me some shots. I get some epidural steroid shots. Ow. And I come off limb do And I go back to my ship. But we got a new captain now. And dude is a complete loser. Like, he, he sucks, right? He's awful. So he's like, you ain't going nowhere. I'm not letting you, you get off this ship October 1st. Um, all right, whatever. So we had a bunch of underways. So I get off the ship, let's call it October 15th. I check off the ship. And I I I sold my house already. No, no, no I, I was renting my house out in Virginia Beach. So I'm living with my dude in Hampton. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna start training. Yeah. I got three months. I don't have to report the buzz until January. I got three months to get in shape. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna train. <laughs> so I get up the first day, I go for a run. It's rainy, it's like you know, probably 50 degrees. I run two miles. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so I come back to the house, and I'm like, all right, it's time to go swim now. Oh. So I go to the, the. They, I, I don't know why I didn't go to the base gym right there at the Air Force Base, but I went to the little, I bought a Bally's membership. They had like a 15-yard pool. Like, no lie, kick off the wall, you at the other one. <laughs> So I didn't want to drive to Norfolk because it was like a 40-minute drive, right? So I'm like, all right. So I swim on Monday. So I run two miles. I swim on Monday. Tuesday, I get up. It's pouring down rain, freezing. I'm like, yo man, I ain't running. Today. <laughs> so I kind of, I'm just at my dude's house, right? He's a, a lieutenant commander, a, a lieutenant in the Navy. So he ain't there. So I'm just there. I kind of like, you know, sitting there. So Wednesday comes up, like, all right, man, Wednesday, another three mile run. I'm supposed to be doing night runs, too. But I'm, so far, I've got a two-mile run. In. So Wednesday gets there. I bang this two-mile run. And I'm like, man. So I go to the gym. I get in the water. And I kick off the wall. And I'm like, this ain't working, man. This is not an effective training regimen right here. So I'm like, hmm. Go back to the house Thursday. got to wake up. And I'm like, man, this ain't. I'm not feeling this environment. It's not going to work, man. like, hmm. All right, well. Okay, so I called Margaret. She's our community manager for SEALs. I said, hey, Margaret, uh, can I go to Buzz? She's like, are you in shape? I said, no, I'm not not in shape at all. (laughs) She said, what are you talking about? You got to be in shape to go out there. She's an old, crusty lady. Been in charge of community for 50 years. She's sad. Wow. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, man, listen, I'm just sitting here and fucking this house in Norfolk. It sucks. I'm not doing nothing. I've worked out three times in this week. I'm supposed to be working out like 15 times can i go to buds she's like yeah jake like you can just show up just give me your orders i know they say report in january but you have until january to report if you want to go tomorrow you can go i'm like all right cool that was thursday evening thursday afternoon packed up my little toyota pickup truck with my worldly belongings to go to buds and my house was in storage already my boy got home. I said, "Hey, bud, I'm going to buzz." He's like, "What? You ain't, you ain't done nothing." I said, "Yeah, I'll be all right. Screw it." <laughs> I got in my truck. I drove to my my aunt's house in St. Louis on Friday, like twenty hour drive from yeah. Beach to St. Louis.
1: <laughs>
3: and then Saturday, I got up early, hit the road. Sunday night, I got to seal training, and we lived in the barracks. So I reported on board. Like Monday. Now, I wasn't. I had to go to supply and get my issue. Yeah, so Tuesday we had a four mile time run, and you talk about epic experiences. I just told you now in the last seven months, I had ran four miles total, total, total. yeah, total. okay. I start off on this four mile run, I said, Holy Jesus, okay. <laughs> it's 95 degrees, and in uh, in San Diego, late October. Oh, God. So I turn around at the turnaround, and, and passing time is 32 minutes, right? I said, man, I just got to finish. Like, like let me just finish this run. So I had heat stroke uh, one time before that, so I knew what it felt like, yeah. right? So I'm about a half mile from the finish line, and I start seeing the, the everything just start starts wavy, right? I'm like, dude, you can't pass out your first day of SEAL training. They will kick you out, okay? So I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. So I get to the finish line, 38.50, four miles, okay? Man. And this is where it gets good now. I immediately turn right and run into the surf zone and get out about 50 yards where I'm just just literally my whole body underwater and I'm hiding. <laughs> And the instructors are like, What are you doing? Get out here. I'm like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait for this heat stroke to go away. <laughs> and so I sat out there for like 35 minutes, got my core temperature back down. I came out, they yelling at me and screaming yeah, yeah, at me, yeah. right? And I'm like, All right, what we got next? So then, like, I, I say it like this, man. I, I was in a class, I was fortunate. There was two football players that I played with because I went two years afterwards. I had to go drive ships for two years. So two linebackers behind me in football were in my class, Clint Bruce and Tom Rhino. And they were awesome. So there was another dude in our class named Ryan Angle. He came up to me. He said, bud, what, what are you doing, man? I say, listen, man, this is the out of shape plan. It wasn't a real good idea. So they were after like four, 12 hours of training, I had to ride the bike with Clint Bruce because Clint Bruce, had just came from the NFL. He big fat dude too. So we riding the bike like intervals, they're killing us for 45 minutes after training. Then Ryan Angles is like, look, we got to run time trees at night, man. You're not, you're not gonna make it. So I'm going out at night Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm running three mile time trees. Wow. Ah, yeah. Like uh, and so literally, like those first, mm, really those first three months, because we didn't class up until January, but you had ramp up. I was good in the pool. Like, I was probably the third fastest swimmer in the pool. So, like, I didn't get hurt too bad swimming-wise. But, yeah, Ian, it, it was not a good look, bro. And, and I'm going to say this. Like, I I have made a living on doing stuff that other people couldn't do because I got a reservoir of hard work that is unlimited. So, like, for me to be able to show up out of shape, And be able to pull graduating from SEAL training out of my rear end is more so just me, like, doing all of that extra stuff I had to do when I got there out of shape to get in shape. And, like, I I wouldn't let any of my guys go like that now. Like, I I wouldn't do that. But I didn't have no mentorship. I didn't, you know, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't know there was three phases. I didn't know. I knew nothing about BUDS other than it was really hard. And they had just graduated a class of 86 people. And I was like, oh, it must be easy now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, it, yeah listen to, to this i think you should and you probably are you should do the the if you're out of shape you're fat you you you, you life center okay, come do the buds training that i learned and you just like I said you just like you did you just drop them at a four mile run and say go just go and you just start from there but, I, but the problem you got these days i know you got all these all these
3: girls, right, that are dressed as men <laughs> who fall over after 500 yards and then try to sue you, right? Like, like, you, you, uh, uh, it's your fault. It's your fault. But like, I just asked you to run four
1: miles. No, I just asked you to run just. Hey.
3: Yeah, like, 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 I got a big ass warning on my PDF. I'll send you my PDF. There's a big ass warning at the top. This is not a beginner's program. If you ain't running 25 miles a week, do not sign up for this. Don't don't start. You know I got kids talking about, I got shin splints. I got stress fractures. How how far were you running? Well, I've never ran before. Hey bud, did you see the red writing on the first page? <laughs> right? Like like. No, this is an advanced training course. Then I have a kid that called me last night, running. He he running an 8:30. Swam at 8:20. Been on my program for eight weeks. I, Division one baseball program. I said that's what that's what I'm talking about. We don't, need, we don't need no 10-week program. You know, I'm sorry, not 10 weeks, but you know, I, I'm sure you get this a lot, right? You got guys talking out, I'm gonna prepare for
1: Ranger School for no, and, and, two years. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, they asked me all, of, hey, what can I do to prepare? What can I do to prepare? I, I tell them, I said, you don't have to do any of that fancy stuff. Get a rucksack. Fill it with 35 pounds just to start. Start running with that thing. Get some jungle boots. Not those high techs, not those cool boots. Get something that you can get your feet all messed up on because you got to the tighten them up. Tough. You got to make your feet tough. Get some jungle boots. Go to the local surplus store. Go buy a pair. Start running with that thing. Then you got to start run, just running. Just running. Running is the biggest gut check in the world aside when you put a tick on your back because you're out there by yourself. You're playing mental games with yourself. When you're doing CrossFit and all that other stuff, you're with people. I'm not saying it's not hard, but you got to be out there on your own where your mind's fucking with itself. Gotta, ah, give
3: me that. Calm. Give you me got, that. You got. You got Most to. Don't like the truth. No, they and, don't like the truth.
1: They and you have me. to overcome your own own mental. And I, bro, I played football too in college, and that's where I got my stuff from. Was doing. They don't do. Man, I heard they don't do two days anymore. Like, holy uh, shit. we did so. three a days because it was so day. hot outside of Las Vegas. We were doing and now they don't and doing 100 up downs or burpees. We're going to call before you start practice. I, like, where does this mental toughness? Where did it go? Where are we? And that's it just applies to the special ops community as well. It's all up here, man.
3: It, it, went, up here. It, went, it went to the helicopter <laughs> parents, man.
1: That's it. Went.
3: I would like, you to know, I did 1500 ak bodybuilders at one time.
1: And that's, that's hard. That's yeah. a lot. And, uh, and,
3: and it was a big FU. It was me and the mat, and senior chief going at it. He's trying to get me to quit. And I told him, Hey man, yep. 500 ain't nothing, bud. And then and and after the 1500, I looked at him and I just left. Cause I didn't want to do no more. It's like three hours and 45 minutes, a counts.
1: And that's right. And, and it is it really in your head. I remember with stuff doing, Man, I started. I, stroker was my my Rip cadric My when I went through Rip, I was very blessed. I didn't know who he was at the time. Strooker yep. is a small event. I mean, the dude is he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a chaplain now. But mm-hmm. the dude was Satan when A-hoor. I went through Ranger. And dude, I remember running five, trying to run a five minute mile with that. Just seeing the everybody fall out of this run. And thinking, how the hell am I going to make this? I didn't fall out though. I stayed. There were six of us that stayed up top, and I. Like, I you talking I, about
3: the initial five? The initial, miles.
1: the initial, the initial one. It was you get on PT. You they already came through. It's just, it's just like I mean they're all this. Thing, you know, it's just like, but they come through throwing trash cans around, waking okay. you. I oh, get out, and then you get out there PT, and you're like, let's go. And you don't know what's you don't know what's coming. You have no clue, and you just take off. And I'm like, holy shit, thinking, how am I going to make this? This is all right, i ain't when, quitting. I'm either going to die, but I'm not quitting. When was that? What year? 95,
3: 95, Okay. We will start at the same time, right? Back in yep. 95, I tell people, I, I didn't know nothing about Buds. I, I had heard about Hell Week. I knew there was some dive training.
0: And this is pre-internet, of course. You yeah. <laughs> it up. My, yeah.
3: my orders said demolition, jump, and dive. So I assumed we were going to do some of that. Okay, I had read a bunch of books, but back then there wasn't a bunch of books There on wasn't, Bud, yeah. Right? There was. Like Not they would just off. skip over the Buds part. Like Buds was really hard. Okay, boom but you didn't have no clue but back to your point I want to make sure we hit this so you talked about being in your own head right and I and so I I am working on for for our standpoint right the three of us I am working on a fucking lottery ticket project right now okay literally if we get this it's going to be a lottery ticket okay and it's going to be a lottery ticket in a bunch of different avenues success and and, and helping people and just all this stuff, okay? But the one thing that it's made me do since, since Jan, uh, July of last year, it's made me dig super deep into why am I being so successful mentoring these young people in some of the hardest environments in, in, that we have to offer, right? Medical school, SEAL training, aviation pipeline. You know, we're getting ready to have a, a black submarine commander. My dude takes CO of a ship here in three weeks. Okay. We got the CO of another boat. How are we doing this? And when I sat back and I looked at it, I said, I know the process. I know the process from start to finish. When I get you day one to when you graduate, report to your SEAL team. Okay. And I, you know what I came up with? Everybody wants to work out in groups. Everybody hits me up, hey, I need a buddy. Nah, yep. partner, that ain't how this program works. No. And one of the biggest things that I've I've said has been our our defining factor of success is it. You're in solitude with your fucking self. Self, yeah. You have to work out your own self on that. Like I right now, I got a kid getting ready for AFAS. Right. Wow. Okay. He, he's doing twelve mile runs out. That's good. And twelve mile rucks back. Okay. And and he's a great young man. He's gonna be phenomenal coming out of logistics. And dude, he's just eating. And my two Green Berets were like, get him on them grippers. Like, so now I'm about to call him up. Like I just talked to my Warren Officer Green Beret, Army Ranger from Second Bat, and he was like, Jake, get him some five, uh, get him some ammo cans. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him, how much weight would you put in the ammo cans?
1: Yeah, I would fill that thing up with to the top with uh, with 7.62 rounds so what would that be 20 pounds maybe tw- or more
3: than 20 bro. is it a lot
1: more than that I, tw- uh, but that's what we filled up Or the five gallon jugs I would we get the five gallon jugs and I'd use those and fill those at the top so that, that's it's close to 30 I want to say am I I may be selling it short but maybe it's 30 pounds I might be short dude
3: yeah because you know seven 100 rounds of 7.62 is is seven seven pounds I know, when You're
1: we usually get 500 rounds of 7.62 when we were doing our competitions every week it was filled up those were filled up and i i mean towards okay. the end and that's what we'd be running with two of them around no, I'm, S- a, I'm, I'm totally asking for advice here totally because i don't I, what i don't want to do is short my dude gotcha gotcha you. Gotcha. Is, is he just start is he just starting doing them Is he, no, he, no, no, no. he
3: grind i've had him for three months he's been grinding like like we took him off the bullshit ass program he was on and we put him on a light speed program that I. Are I'm you having
1: doing. him run, or are you having him like do step hills and stuff with them? What are you having?
2: So
3: he's do? doing everything, man. We got him on, like like when he goes rucks, he in the woods rucking. We got him land navin. He, you know, he's gonna go down there to where they you know, hold the AFAS in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's oh, gonna yeah. walk it. It's real sandy, I heard. So oh, no,
1: it, it's it's shit. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. But my warrant <laughs> yeah. officer dude said make sure he got because what got warrant officer said was he carries those on the rucks like the the. 15 mile rucks. He carries those two ammo cans the whole time. So the warrant officer said about five to ten pounds of ammo can. I,
1: I would I would say just simulate what a what a 240 Bravo weighs and get that total in it because that's that's essentially what he's going to have to do at the worst possible time is carry a 240 Bravo with a ruck through all that sand. And he's got the grip here so he's going to get the strong grip I know it's you're simulating because you got a strap on and all that shit with the 240 I ain't but, about still, I but still ain't that's, the about that's the weight that's the weight that you want so yeah i'd say 15 i think 10s tens is too short i'd say 15 okay. 15 pounds each can because what it's the 240 weigh when it's got a belt on it 240 is yeah. pretty heavy that's, Yeah, yeah. That's, 240 is like 24 or, pounds yeah 24, 24 and that's 24, with pounds, and that's without the ammo it's, it's, by the way, it's, with, it's, with, with the hundred rounds, it's thirty-one pounds. So I say fifteen in each hand, and that's that's what that I, that's what I would do, and that's what I had done to me. But they used five gallon the five gallon water jugs. In both yeah, ways. I
3: just my my dude just told me get some ammo. Yeah, they, in, yeah, so, yeah, do that,
1: do that. They're short. Like, like like if we get this lottery ticket,
3: the first thing I'm doing is go, I'm gonna go down in uh, what do you call it? Uh, not observe. What do you do when what was it called when you take a, a class? Uh, A class for no credit. You just um, yeah. You're observer. You're 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 you're, yeah. But you're in the class. You're just not um, for credit. What's it called? Uh, (laughs) You got all these rocket scientists on this. I know this
1: master's (laughs) degree (laughs) is paying for itself today. Yeah,
3: like it's just like. uh, Um, Damn, I can't think of it. I I can't think of it either. Where do you go? I'm gonna go and just like I want to go through the whole Green Beret, right? I want to just I want to go through Ranger School, walk the whole thing, and just be like, okay. Because if I gotta make a bunch of dudes, I gotta be able to understand it. Now, I will say this. My two dudes that went to Ranger School last year, she has stomped Ranger School. She has stopped
1: Okay. And and, yeah, yeah.
3: and and I just had, you know, like we got them on the program, but I got this new grip thing for Green Beret, because I haven't made a Green Beret yet. Okay. I got a I got three or four Green Berets. I got this one, I got two dudes in the pipeline right now with AFAS coming up in June, but I ain't made one yet. But I know once I get them through the selection part. The Green Beret part is gonna be that's gonna be the same stuff. The seal training, same kind of like you know Hayes with the ruck and all that. Yeah. You know Robin Sage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. both of them, they already are talking to my Green Berets, so I don't have to have all the answers. But yeah. I, that was my ammo can question. Just
1: I, have, I, I, yeah, ammo okay can 15, 15, 15, dude, fifteen on each part. You'll be good to go. And then if yeah, you're yeah. then if you're doing shorter stuff, load it up a little bit heavier. So when he grabbed, when he, yeah, I, I, man, I, I think that's great. That's fucking great.
0: It's, it's awesome hearing what you're up to. And, and also these, these, um, bud stories, because I've actually never heard them from you. <laughs> I, I do want to, um, get into something else because I've, you know, I've heard these stories. Chris hasn't heard them and there's still stuff I haven't heard. And, and the audience hasn't, you know, after you were a seal, uh, a lot of people do know you from top shot and you yeah. you were oh, you were portrayed uh, uh, as a villain on that I want yeah I want to like. I want to hear
1: that because a lot a lot of that shit yeah go I'm sorry yeah, go it, ahead, it's, go ahead no ahead. it
0: just seems like you know from what I've heard from you there was a lot of like selective editing to make you look a certain way and you have some crazy stories from doing top shot so I I just love to get into all of that
3: yeah so like I, I let me preface this with okay so I have this master plan I was going to be a football head coach. I was going to get a TV show with it. I went and talked to Cake Boss. I, so I know the owners of Cake Boss to another guy. It was a no-brainer, right? You need to recruit. You need to raise money. You need to win football games. Have a TV show. You can beat everybody, okay? This is 2008-9. So Top Shot's on. I'm like, dude, these people can't even fucking shoot, okay? So I send them an email, Black Navy SEAL, Naval Academy graduate, Division I college football coach. I right, my phone rings two minutes later. Two minutes later. Uh, Jake, yeah. Uh, are you available in October? Uh, no, we're in football season. Okay. If we get season two or season three, we'll give you a call back. So, all right, cool. Don't think nothing of it. Don't know anything about TV. Don't know how to get into TV. Don't know anything. All right, so mom on. Get a call back, hey Jake. Uh, we're shooting Top Shot season two in May of this year. Can you do it? I'm I have left in New Hampshire. Don't have a job. Sure, let's go find out what this TV shit's all about. So, it's really bait and switch. That's the best way to put it. They sitting there know <laughs> uh, a video, so
0: he's making a blowjob yes.
1: They are,
3: they are gassing you up so sure. big. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm a realist. I buy into the gas a little bit, little bit, not, not, not fully at all. About five percent, I buy into the gas. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. So they fly you out. You got to do this shooting competition. Okay. Like. There's 50 of you interviewing. So they give me a, a M14 that's supposedly already sighted in for 200 yards. Okay. Maybe the easiest thing in the world to do. Hit the target from 200 yards with an M14. That's already sighted in. So the backdrop is this bushes. We're in Southern California. And so you can't really see where your round is hitting. There's a spotter. Okay. Uh, not on paper. Can you tell me where the round went? No, can't tell you. I don't. I didn't see it. Okay, fire another round. Not on paper. Can't see it. All right, cool. I'm, let me let me try the corners. Right, move off the paper. Yeah. yeah. Five feet to the right. Mm-hmm. Nope, nothing. Five feet to the left. Nothing. Top top corner, bottom nothing. Okay, so long story short, I don't hit the target. I got ten. I got five rounds to to get it dialed in, and then I got ten rounds to shoot this course. I don't hit the target. So I get done. You got to go to these interviews. So I finished first in the pistol. I finished first in the M4 100-yard course. And I finished second in something else, like the speed shooting with a revolver. OK. So then they're like, well, we can't select you. I'm like, fuck it. OK. You you couldn't hit the target on the m 14 I said, yeah. Gun was a sighted in. Well, we don't think you good enough. I said, "Well, you a fucking idiot." <laughs> okay, and I didn't realize what I was doing. I was showing them. Oh, so you know, they're recording.
1: They're recording this, and they're going they to use this for right? Yeah, they're, they're they're going to use like, this. Like
3: they want to see how you do with adversity, because they want to the do this. Going to go completely out of his mind, right? And so I, I, but basically, I was like, "Hey, man, listen, man, let's stop the bullshit." You know, and I know that the gun was fucked up. Okay, I I didn't even think about re zeroing the M14 for 100 yards because I know how to do that. I just figured you said it was on target. At some point I might have figured it out. But you know what? This is my first run in this shit. So y'all got me. Fuck it. I missed all the targets. So the dude was like, you're not upset. And there was a mind you. Wait a minute. There were two dudes at the tent screaming this isn't fair! This isn't fair! And here I am. Like, I'm talking shit to the dude. Like, hey, man, shut up, man. Like, So I was like, look, if you ain't gonna select me, I don't care. I'm gonna go home. So they're like, all right, cool. So boom, I go home. Right, I fly back to New Hampshire. No big deal. They call me a week later. Hey, we're gonna bring you out for the second round of interviews. I said, well, you said I wasn't getting selected. Well, that was just a test. All right, cool. So I come back out. Just a test. And and like my want to be on TV at this point was about negative five million.
2: Okay? <laughs>
3: like I just didn't like the idea of going to figure out TV was cool, but it wasn't holding me hostage. Okay, so we're at LAX, and we can't leave our rooms. Okay, they're in. You're in quarantine, basically. Like you're in. Can't leave your rooms. So my interview is at like twelve o'clock. I'm like, all right. So I go down to this room. There's six people sitting in this panel interview. I come in. They're like, why should I select you?
1: It's like, you called me. <laughs> I'm
3: like, what, what are you talking about? So this dude tried to get like a little aggressive in the meeting. He goes, hey, man, it's our TV show. I say, hey, bud, man, listen. I'm like, you got the wrong motherfucker in here. You think I'm going to be worried about your fucking TV show, right? And I'm dropping F-bombs in there. So the dude's like, Well, I don't think you need to be on this TV show. I'm like, well, fuck you then. Like, I'm good. I don't need to be on your fucking, like, fuck your TV show. This shit is stupid anyway. These motherfuckers can't shoot. So everybody in the room is like starting to look at each other like they're doing this. I'm like, all right, well, fuck, whatever. Like, I've been in some bad interviews, right? I had a dude try to attack me in an interview before. I had to remind him what was on my resume, right? Like, so I've been in some of these interviews where, like whatever my personality is, sometimes the interviews go south real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, so I was not a I wasn't, it wasn't a new new role for me. I wasn't like, oh, this interview is going south. Holy shit. <laughs> like, what can I do to save it? Nah, it's like, hey man, shut shut the fuck up. Like, let's like, be quiet. So anyway, I get done. This one dude's in there turned beat red, like he's all messed up. And and so they're like, all right, you know, they gave me some other stuff. Like I had a psychological tests, and they gave me some stuff. And, so I'm sitting in my room and I'm getting ready to leave, right? Like, I'm like, like I'm going out. Like, I did my interview. I'm not sitting in this room. Yeah, yeah. So I go downstairs to the lobby and one of the producers comes in. what are you doing out of your room? So I'm fucking going for a walk. He goes, you're not allowed to go for a walk. I was like, are you holding me hostage? <laughs> He's like, no. So well, I'm going for a fucking walk, bud. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about you. I did my interview. I stayed in my room, like you said, all morning. I won't talk to nobody. But I'm going to get me some food. I'm going for a walk. So he was like, oh man, okay, okay, okay. So then I'm out walking and my cell phone rings. Jake, where are you at? Fucking down the street at the little Mexican spot. Give me, give me a burrito. Right? I'm in I'm in LA. I'm getting a burrito. So he calls me back. They call me back into the room. Now it's only two dudes. They're like, dude, you are awesome.
1: they're setting you up to be the villain of the next is what that's what that's what i'm getting at is that that's the road i'm i'm seeing you go down you're gonna be the villain of the season three so here's the deal
3: knowing tv now like i walked in there and and i was the they call it the goose right the goose that lays the golden eggs Yeah, yeah yeah that dude right there lays golden eggs everything he says we could put on tv and i didn't know it at the time i didn't understand any of it so. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, man. Put me on the plane. I'm out of here. So I got on the plane. Like, this is like March. I go home. I'm shooting it up, right? I'm in my yard practicing. I live in New Hampshire. I just rolled up my garage. I got a whole shooting range in my driveway. So, you know, get ready. I'm getting ready. So we fly out there, you know, like, and and this is the thing no one understands about TV, man. Like, there's no communication with with your family, right? There's none. My wife is pregnant for the first time. And so I get out there and the first three days is all the promo stuff. You get makeup, you get wardrobe, like they decking you out to the nines. You like, damn, this shit ain't bad. Okay. They feeding you, you know, all this stuff. So we shooting all these commercials and they would always place you in a certain position. And I was like, you know, you know, dog, you know how this is special operations, right? We see through all that
1: shit. Now, you're, you're, you're paying attention to your situ- what's going on here. There's You're paying said, attention to your surroundings, your situation.
3: I said, I said, damn, they
1: setting this dude up to win.
3: And So I started watching, and I was just, I was like, damn. And so Dustin, who won my season, was always in the front. And if he wasn't in the front, they had Mike Hughes in the front, okay? And I was like, and they would never let me get towards the front. I was always in the middle, OK, or in the back, OK? So I was like, hmm, hmm. So now I'm on to them, right? So boom, we get through with those three days of shooting. I get the RPG, because they wanted me to have some little pistol and shit. I was like, hey, man, there's a big tray of like fake guns made out of resin. I'm like, give me that RPG. They're like, oh, <laughs> Who want you to have this pistol? Right? <laughs> Take the RPG, ends up working out awesome. You know, so boom, we start this TV show in and from day one, I knew it was a ruse. I knew the whole thing was bait and switch, man. They yelling at you like they give you lim- so they don't give you enough food to cause conflict in the house. Right.
1: Oh, OK. They
3: do all sorts of like like head games. But see, I was on to them already. So I was just like, oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: I'll just go order me a burrito at <laughs> the <me> restaurant. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. So, so like you weren't allowed to leave the yard. You couldn't go out the front door. You had to stay in the yard. And it was this nice ass house. There was a pool. And so they wouldn't let you in the pool. They had a deck built over the pool. You were not allowed outside the yard. So all this little stuff to increase stress, right? So I thought we were going to get bullets to practice with. Now you get like five bullets. They give you a gun, you get like five bullets. Okay. So we go to the first competition, and that was probably the only pure competition we had was the initial shootout that we had at the beginning of the show. All the guns worked. Like, there wasn't no problems. It just was pretty straight up. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. But no one got eliminated. The second people started getting eliminated, oh, my God. AK-47s wouldn't fire. 11 light strikes on an ak 40 wow. something that never happens, right? Yeah, that doesn't um happen. you know them them dictating a lot of stuff. So anyway, call it call it the black man syndrome, right?
1: <laughs>
3: I never got a gun that worked. Okay. So by the second episode, I was like, okay, if we can't win this by shooting, let's just run a psychological profile in the house, run some psyops in this motherfucker and grind all these people into the ground, okay? Because I know I'm going to outlast. So, boom, I come back from a second event. They gave us all the BS. They had big argument. Bunch of guys talking about walking off the show. And, like, they would come in and be like, you ain't going nowhere. They'd be like, yes, sir. I'd be like, hey, man. I'm gonna leave when I leave. Do, <laughs> do you think?
1: Do you think that was staged? The 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 guys on the show when they're the ones that were that would I'm gonna walk off the show. Do you think they staged something oh, that? Or do you think those no, guys were serious?
3: Man. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the deal. Like they got used to that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't <laughs> it's oh God, I can win, I can win, <laughs> I'm on TV. Because they would say it to you all the time. You're you're gonna, you're gonna be on TV. You're gonna be on TV. You're gonna be famous. You're gonna be famous. And I'll be over there like this. Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't, <laughs> don't believe you. You're lying. Because I had seen all this build-up, right? Yeah. I had seen all this garbage happening. So um after the second episode, we went to something else, and then we kept winning, right? Like I we were practicing. I, and, and so they painted me out to be a bad guy because I was making my team practice. But if they hadn't mess with the guns, we would have never lost the competition. Like, like we, it literally would have been eight people on the green, on the blue team and no people on the red team because we literally practiced every day and we got so good and we had contingencies and we did everything that a special operations guy would do that we could fight through that. But when they gave you a gun, it didn't work. You were screwed, right? Like you were just screwed. So we got to the, um, the primitive weapons one and I didn't perform. I'll be honest. I didn't perform. I missed the hatchet. I I, it just sucked. Right. I just I did. Like I didn't have a good day. And I sucked. So we got to the end. They were throwing rocks at the cans. And this was like four, I think, episode four. And my dude hit the can hard enough. Dustin did to put a dent in it. And it didn't move off the ledge. And I, so I told him, I said, man, they screwed that can that. And Dustin's like, no, they didn't. So everybody, they throwing rocks and shit. So as soon as it was over, I ran up there. <laughs> and the can was glued to the log. Oh, yeah. Glued.
0: And I assume this was cut out of the show.
3: Oh, you know it was cut out of the show. Of course. So then we had this new round of everybody quitting. Okay. But I just took the high road. And I told him, I said, listen, here's how this is going to work. Okay. If you give me another gun that doesn't work, I'm going to walk off this show. And I guarantee you when I walk off this show, you guys are going to lose. So they were like, "Okay, you know, I said, I'm just telling you, give me a gun that don't work again. I'm walking off the show. So boom, boom. It was about that time that I got voted to elimination and they literally voted me on into elimination on some just straight like you black you going to elimination <laughs> so i moved outside and i'm pissed right and i go to elimination and i win that was the corner shot that was like episode 3 or 4 but i came back and i said listen if you ever vote me into elimination again and i and it's not on poor performance i said, i guarantee you i'm killing all of you <laughs> okay and so 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 i went like i went like <clears throat> i let them know like Look, i'm a killer i will murder all of you okay so I move all my stuff, I take move all the couches outside, and I'm sleeping outside, okay? I throw all the food in the house away. Every time they brought food and groceries, I put it down the garbage disposal, every time. So like for three days, it wasn't no food there. No right? So then I told everybody, I said, listen, I'm moving outside. And I did it just like this, I'm moving outside. If I catch any of you motherfuckers sleeping, I'm gonna cut your fucking throat, and I had this big ass butcher knife, right? I said I'm gonna fucking carve you up. So there was a dude on my show that had really bad PST PTSD. He started shaking and shit like that. So anyway, long story short, that was about the time in that you asked about the little metrosexual dude that tried to haze me up about getting in the van, right? Oh, so little dude.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, twenty. Hey, yeah, okay, okay, okay.
3: Yeah, so little dude was like, get in the van. <laughs> Who are you talking to, man? I told you get in the fucking so, van. So I walked over to him. I said, "Listen, man, if you ever raise your voice or talk to me like that again, I'm gonna slap the skin off your face."
1: Th- was this one of the guys on the show that was no, on no, your no, team the team, or just one
3: of the little PAs, like a twenty? Oh, little PA. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Little yeah. PA, right? Like little PA. Okay. So he starts shaking. So don't start shaking now, bud. I said, "You done kicked the dog." All right. So if you ever open your mouth, you address me as Jake. Will you please get in the van? So, because if not, I'm gonna come over here. I'm gonna punch you. Okay. So he he all scared. So I'm a, I'm in the house doing this with the team with the with the people on the TV show, and I got all this controversy going on with all these little dudes trying to order you around, right? So I'm sitting in the house. I'm sitting out in my lawn chair, and I built this big ass 15 foot like thing on a TV show. I stacked all these chairs up, and they cut me talking about Genghis Khan to the, to me sitting up on high, <laughs> so I could watch the traffic go down go by down below. Right, I could see people, but they cut it like I was up there trying to be Genghis Khan funny. on the TV. show. crazy, man. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I get a they call me. They're like, "Hey, man, we need you, we need to talk to you." They come, someone come, one of the PAs comes against me. Hey, we need to talk to you?" So there was this like pool house where the two women were at, but they went home in the first two episodes, but we weren't allowed to go in the pool house. So I go in the pool house and there's two lawyers, the owner of the company and this other dude. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, what's going on guys? So I'm thinking I'm about to get thrown off the show. Right. And I had been on the show for maybe 10 days at this point. So I'm just like, oh, cool. So they're like, Hey, have you been threatening people? Fuck yeah, I've been threatening people. Oh, um, have you been threatening our, our workforce? I said, yep, sure have. They were like, uh, the lawyers were like, well, uh, you, you, you're you not allowed to do that. I said, let me tell you something. I'll threaten you if you try to talk to me crazy. The lawyers kind of sat back in the chair. So the owner of Pilgrim was there, and he tried to get a little snappy with me. I said, hey, but listen, man, I don't give a shit if you're Jesus Christ, okay? I will come across his desk and you will remember, do not talk down to me ever. OK, so then he got all red. and He was like, well, you got people quitting here. People are quitting. I said, well, I said, you should teach these young people how to speak to an older person with some reference. I said, because I know this. If you ever talk down to me, I don't care who you are. I don't care what my situation is. I'm never going to sit here and just take it. So he was like, okay, okay. I said, listen, man, I want to tell you what the dude said to me. So I told him. He was like, he was out of line. I said, okay, thank you. I said, I'm not a slave on your TV show. And I can walk off this TV show anytime I want. I said, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but you're not going to be talking down to me like I'm a slave on your TV show. So they're like, okay, we got to address this other issue. Like, okay, cool. Did you threaten to kill everybody? In the house with a knife, I said, "Yeah, that was a good one." <laughs>
1: yeah, so, people—they don't get that—that that kind of shenanigans happened all the time at the unit. When the so, somebody come back drunk, or somebody—it it was never taken seriously. You know and time, so even so, I, I said it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut you, dude. You don't. Yeah, but, it's, it. but it's you know, it's like, are you really, oh, man? But if you get it, basically, if you get in my face, we're gonna have it. It's just a, it's just a more aggressive it, it's way it's of saying it,
3: it's, it's a it's a it's a fucking special operations colloquially. It, there it right? is right there. That's it. I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face if you fuck that up again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then it's on him to say, let's go out back yep. and handle this, or okay, I I get that fixed. Right? Okay, appreciate it. Okay. So anyway, the lawyers (laughs) are sitting there, and the lawyer goes to me. He says, Hey man, he's like, We can't have you threatening people's lives. I said, Well, listen, man, you guys got a rigged TV show. I'm gonna win through psychological warfare. Well, we received some complaints from the participants. Oh, really? So we had a we had a couple TSA agents that were former Army dudes, and they knew all about sleep deprivation. So these two motherfuckers, well, really one of them, was, one dude was left on the show, went to the fucking producers, and it was cool play on his part, right? Listen, this motherfucker is keeping us in sleep deprivation. Our fine motor skills are decreased by 70% with yeah, the first right? night of lost sleep, and they can go as low as 10% motor skill loss. Like, we can be down to 10% after two nights of lost sleep. This is doing this on purpose because he wants us to be in sleep deprivation when we're shooting. And he goes, it's unsafe. So then they tell me, okay, they have to get at least eight hours of sleep, but we'll let you, you can torture them if you want to. So I had to sign a bunch of waivers. They made me sign a bunch of waivers that if I killed anybody on the TV, it <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be no Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, bro. So then I just went back full force, man. Like I started wetting everybody's sheets down. Like, like I just had a pot of water and I just poured it all over their sheets. So when they got it, it was soaking wet, and they'd be like, "I'm like." And then when I I'd set my watch for twelve o'clock, I stopped the shenanigans at twelve o'clock midnight. And we normally got up about seven thirty, so I was like, "Fuck it, that's close enough to eight hours."
1: That's eight hours. Man, that's,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: but that's these that, are great stories, and I I never heard them. I mean, there, there's so much more we can get into with dude. I'm a, It's Scooter. like already I,
1: holy I, shit. I didn't realize. I, it yeah. Was
0: so... <laughs> but, but uh, like I, I love your episode where you <clears throat> refuse to eat the uh, fermented shark. but we've we've oh, talked I'm about that before. Sugar. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but, but uh, we, we do have to wrap things up here. But we'll definitely yeah, do a yeah, point we, two we'll minutes. Yeah, we get this you on again, That was that was great.
1: Cause I want to talk about. Because you and I football, I I grew up foot. My dad was a Division one football coach. I grew up playing football, so I paid okay. for college. He, okay. I, I got, I I went to a D two school, but man, he coached at Brigham Young University with Lavelle Edwards when they won a national champ. You know, growing up and you and know, I talk about that. Just the I, the positive I, I, positivity, being around guys like Steve Young and Jim McMahon, and then going to Oregon State and being around guys like uh, who was that Oregon State at the time? Was it we had a uh, Derek Quicktor was a head coach? We had, was it? Oh my gosh, he was an awesome running back to played for the Bengals. But being around guys like that and growing up helped me when I was in the in the military. And I mean they didn't they didn't play around those days and then play for the then. Yeah, it, it was. It
3: really really has changed in about the last five years. Yeah, I
1: want to I wanna just dis- Time you're on, yeah. talk about how it's because you know, my dad told me, Yeah, we, they can't do they can't do even two days anymore. I'm like, what? You can't, you can't you punish you, I'm in Illinois, you can't punish a kid. Holy shit, that's uh, yeah, we got to get you on again because I want to talk about football. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you
0: can't punish a kid. Either. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk again, but especially for you guys interested in what we spoke about really in the first half of the interview, it's uh, jakeswig.com, jakezwig.com, at jakeswig on Twitter, at jakeswig1911 on Instagram. This really flew by and and it's been great and, and I think the audience is really gonna dig it. So I, I appreciate yeah, coming Jay, on, man. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks for your service too, brother. And and I and I love the way you train. That's how I went through, and that's how you sink or swim. Either you nut up and you do it or or you or you don't. And and uh I think the way you train is is the best way to do it because that gets the guy there, he's gonna prove you wrong and say, you know what? F that motherfucker. F that yeah. F that motherfucker. I'm gonna win it, or he's gonna say, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. That ain't for me, man. Hey, Chris, real quick, you're the dude that uh, was working for the three letter agency. Yeah, at the time, I they, was I was with Second they, Ranger Bad before that, and then uh, yeah, they, I, they sold you down the river, and they wanted you to. Yeah, burn out yeah, that that was. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, yeah, I you know I I I was I, I still love this country more than anything, but I can't stand the government, man. I I can't stand all that I, shit.
3: You, you know
1: what's crazy, man? Um, how much mentorship did you have when you were going through that? Going through the agency stuff. Yeah, going through contracting. I got in right at the beginning. Actually, I was, uh, Blackwater when it first started and um, we didn't get, get much at all. I was, it was, it was, Hey, here, we're going doing this. I didn't know what the hell it was, but as we went and I actually became an instructor and was instructing. So the mentorship started to increase. And actually I learned from another seal was another instructor where he was on team eight and he, he was a medic there and he taught me how to become a better instructor. And, and, mentored it now nah, you don't really get mentorship. It's like here, here's the vetting course. You either pass it or you don't. All right. So so I tell everybody, you know, like I had a really
3: tumultuous end of my time in the teams because I got a I had a racist ass platoon command. Like I was a number two ranked SEAL at my team for fucking two and a half years. I get some asshole and I didn't have any mentorship.
1: You mean anybody, you mean you mean getting out like towards the end of every
3: like just just in general, right? Like just being a frogman. I didn't have anybody like I didn't have anybody helping me. Right. Like Like, all they would have to do to say to me, listen, Keith Bernie is a turd. Okay. He's a complete turd. Don't worry about him. We're going to take care of you. I know this happened. You'll be fine. Okay. Uh, I know you're dealing with a bunch of racial stuff. You're the only black officer on the East Coast. We know that, too. Okay. Boom. But if I had a mentor just to say, listen, you are the only black officer for 11 years in the Navy, the only one, I don't care what your fit reps look like, you're going to make 06. I've been like, okay, let's go, right? I would have let everything go, but the fact that I I was in my own head, like you said, I've been dealing with all the craziness, all of that stuff kind of portrayed. But I say this, like I, I sat in my locker one day, and, and Commander Winners, who's now Admiral Winners, was a maniac over at SEAL Team Four, and I said, man, I need to go get that dude to be my 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 mentor. And if I had made that one different jump, I guarantee I'd still be in the teams. Or I'd be dead. Right. Like those would be the two options. Boy. Cause I I love the life. I love the job. I love everything about it. But when it got when it got sideways, I couldn't trust anybody like you're saying, right? You and everybody me. was pointing a finger at me like I did something wrong. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like this is unbelievable.
1: Dude, they they threw us through the dogs when we I went to Yemen after Libya and worked a little bit more. And then I just even coming back to the office when we come back on a trip, it was I was we the team, all of us that were still alive, we were like the redheaded stepchild. It was like, wait yep. a second, we just, we just saved all your asses. And what did we do wrong? What the hell? And I've been, but that's I've been with them for seven years with the agency contract. So I had seniority as well. And, and no, I, I, we, the only mentorship that we got from the agency. No, we didn't get anything from the agency. It was guys within the teams themselves coming in. Like Roan was a dev group. He was, but he was a master chief when he came to the team. So, gotcha. but that wasn't mentorship from the agency. That was just guys, good guys doing the right thing from the community. So no,
3: yeah, and see,
1: we back then. Now, now it's so much better. Is it? And
3: I call I call it that lull, right? Like we had a twenty year lull in combat, really a thirty year yeah. lull. Yeah. And so, because like like n- everybody wasn't important back then, right? Like you were in the SEAL teams, but no one was super worried. Like my platoon got into a little couple gunfights sure. over in Bosnia and Herzegovina, but it wasn't no no big bangers. Sure. Dev Group wasn't chewing it up, yeah, yeah. right? Like so so the apathy for Mediocracy was very high, and you didn't like now, like, dude, like the programs they got now. Now, everybody gets a knife from a dead seal, right? They get assigned two mentors when they go to their seal team. Okay. Like, there's a whole process of mentorship to keep people because the operator is the most important part of the whole, function, yeah, it is. Right? It is. It is. So that's why I asked man. No, I you, it, it, your stuff, man. Good stuff, brother. I appreciate uh, your service,
1: man. Uh, you, you too, brother. And, and, and what you do in your training. And I, I agree with that. That's how I went through training and I think that's the best way to do it. I, but there always was that good cop, bad cop. You, you, have, you have like yourself, someone like yourself screaming, and yelling at you. And then you got the good cop on the other end, not really giving you hope, but just being that guy like, all right, being that giving you the the, the, I don't know how say positive, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's a tough love where you got the other guy saying, you can't do it. You can't do it. And I think that helps. I had that. I had, I had somebody say, Hey, you're going to quit. All right, quit then. And then the other guy, like, really, do you want it? The, the good guy was really, do you want to quit? You don't even know what this is about. And you're going to quit. But the why the other guy's barking in my ear? No, quit, dude, quit. Get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, But yeah, I knew yeah, what yeah. they were trying to do for me. It was to get my head stronger and like, okay, I can eat, I'm either going to nut up and or i'm not and whatever that is that's best for the unit and so see, question
0: so- guys could i use any of this that we just yeah said yeah, or, yeah or no no I cut it no, out?
1: no use
3: it
0: use it so so here's chris one more all right because you know the audience is going to want to hear i'm gonna this, hit this so real quick i gotta ask permission yeah
3: yeah, yeah you're good Ian. so real quick chris one thing like i know i come across as a complete fucking hard ass I i tell everybody I'm a hard ass up until the point that you prove yourself. No, then I then I do tricky shit. So like, I got I, I my my base at the Naval Academy is so fucking huge right now. I'm scared, okay? Like like because I went social media yeah, heavy the yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. I I normally have one or two kids a class. Uh, like right now, I got two kids at West Point, another one going. So I have like three kids at any one of the service academies at one time. I got fourteen motherfuckers going to Naval Academy this year. That's awesome. So so, what I'll do is, like, I got two females. I hooked them up. But I like to send those little nuggets in the middle of the night, Chris, and you can appreciate yo, it. Dude, yeah. So my last dude to go through SEER training, one of my dudes is a SEER instructor. So I call him, hey, man, yeah, that's my dude. Okay, I want you to just send him a little love and, and <laughs> SEER. <it." laughs> right? So boom, we get done. He graduates from SEER. I'm waiting for the phone call, right? He calls me up. He's like, yo, dude. Are you fucking serious? So, what happened, man? He said, You sent me a fucking chicken wing? A fucking chicken wing? I was like, Did it make you smile? He said, Yeah, it made me smile. Man. He said, But I was so pissed, man. I hadn't eaten in 24 hours. I was in that fucking cell. They were beating on me. And then a motherfucker walks in and says, Hey, man. Hey, Jake wanted you to have this and gave me a half eaten chicken. Yeah, <laughs> It was half eaten, half eaten chicken wing, man. Oh, man. So I ate that chicken wing. I, I chewed on the bones. It was fucking crap, man. And I said, so what are you mad at me about? He's like, I don't know. I just, I got mad at you after I ate it and there were no more. <laughs> I said, good, motherfucker, good, right? But like, that's the shit. That's, like, you yeah, have yeah. that love, you yeah. send down range.
1: Yeah.
3: Cause you know, like, and I didn't tell my dude what to do. I just say, hey man, hook my boy up with a little love and." there.
1: In the process, but that, and that's that's how you do it. And you, I mean, you know, mean packages came to me that said Rear Admiral on it when the RI would get it. And, Hey, who's Rear Admiral in platoon? It's like ask me. Like who the fuck is the jokester in this platoon? And I'd get scuffed up for it. But that was yeah. other Rangers doing that to me because, I, and then I smiled because I thought, who who sent that to me? Oh shit! It was it was you know it was Ranger Corps Rangers, and I'm like, oh my god, they're doing it to me. But I'm doing it out of love, even though. I'm getting my ass scuffed up right now because I'm the jokester of the bunch and I'm sticking my you know I'm sticking out, but that that's what you do and that's how you learn, that's how you get stronger. Are oh, you love the care package yeah. that come in. Yeah. And, and you know, like
3: a lot of times, like, we get them in a the ship and the SEAL teams and shit. Like you get the big care package and you just open that motherfucker up, see what's on top, take whatever you want, leave it on the team yep. table, right? Yep. Yep. And so then, you know, motherfuckers plant dumb shit at the bottom of it, right? Like the VHS tape with horses fucking or like, you know, there's a big ass pink
1: dildo. That's what I'm doing. saying. Purple jelly. I have yeah. jelly at the purple jelly dog at the bottom.
3: Yeah. Or a big ass like like the super size. You ever seen the big ass super size of KY? Of KY KY or Vaseline. And it's in there. Or, you know, like the pack of fucking... Uh, so, did you guys have the little small condoms for radios and shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, I'm, and use them to put them over the... Yeah, the so off, there'll be a pack of, the of those. The next, yeah. for, then, for the next fucking day, motherfuckers are hitting you up. Like, hey, man. What's what's going on, Jake? You need to tell us something? You're like, come <laughs> on, man.
1: Then <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh. that's That's what's fun, though. And but gets, no one understands that yeah, shit, right? Yeah. You
3: can't you can't understand it when it's so fucking bad. And you did a bunch of combat shit. Like, I, I don't try to... Portrayed like I was banging my ass up. I oh, just okay. had, to, I had the distinction to get shot in high school. I. Had- I, I had my run-in with the gunfights in high school. Well, there you go,
1: because I've never—I got shot at, but I never got shot. So you went up me on that one. So we're good. I it's only, it
3: wasn't a big deal. Getting shot was
1: no big deal. <laughs> it's no I big shot, deal.
3: Again, <laughs> I was like, damn! I thought I got hit with firecrackers, man. I was like, what the fuck? Then <laughs> I was bleeding and shit, blood pumping out my leg like this and shit. I was like, damn, this, that's a shot, that's man. That's a
1: messed-up firecracker. You get that black yeah, dude,
3: I was like, but I was going to get the dude because I had saw the dude that shot me. Oh, okay. And so I was—I jumped in my car. So I'm gonna get this dude. And then my was like, you shot man you shot got I was like, oh, man, I got shot. I better drive myself I, I was the only dude to could drive stick and my car was a three on the tree uh sixty Ford ranchero I drove myself to the hospital and shit. I almost bled to death and the hot out in the hospital until I started threatening to shoot people in there and then then I got arrested and then it was like were you shooting at people I said no nah, I was taking a piss man this <laughs> got shot in the drive by they were like, "Oh, okay, we thought you were here." I was like, "Nah." Then my, it all hit home when my dad showed up, though, man. Um, you know, like I, I did a lot of bad things in high school, man. We fought every weekend. You know, we fought the second Ranger Bat was our favorite <laughs> target. You know, we go. Were you were you living
1: up up, up in the? I was for Lewis. Oh man. no, were you up there? Yeah, I was, was for Lewis. Where, where were you? Were you living in Telecom? Tillycum. Yeah, Tillicum is. Yeah, that's. No, no, that. no I it, I'm Tillicum. Stillicum. Oh, you live in Stillicum. Yeah, uh, yeah right yeah, on the water. Yeah. I
3: live in a great area. That is a great area. area. I
1: was going to say Tillicum. I said, yeah, you did live uh, in the Tillycum ghetto then. That's the hood back there. Uh, Parkland. Parkland. No, I know there. that. I lived in Puyallup and then I lived in Olympia for when we moved to Olympia, which Olympia wasn't bad. I liked them. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Puyallup. Yeah, Puyallup. I grew in Puyallup. The food bank's in Puyallup. Yep. Puyall- yeah, Puyall- I know, Puyall- I, I, know where the, I know where that... No, Puyallup's yeah, Puyall- so actually wasn't a bad place. I didn't mind. I live in a little $200 only, apartment. It wasn't nothing.
3: Yeah, I was the only black kid in the whole city.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's true.
3: Yeah. So, but anyway, I get shot. And so my dad shows up and I, you know, like you running and gunning and you just fighting and doing all this crazy shit. And my dad showed up. His, he wear flannel shirts. So my dad's a big logger, truck driver, right? White guy, full beard. Flannel shirt on, buttons off by three buttons. Okay. So like he had buttoned it up, but it was off by three buttons, and he had one shoe on. And he had done four years in prison. So like my dad was a hard yeah, dude. Yeah. And when I saw him come around the corner and I was handcuffed to the gurney on his <laughs> oh, x-ray. No. Oh, shit. And dude, he was bright red and he was fucking like shirt was all messed up. He had one shoe on. And he came, <laughs> what the and I was like, Dad, I was taking a piss, man. I got shot. He was like, Are you gonna? The doctor's like, He's gonna be fine. It's not life threatening, you know, whatever. He was like, I was like, Holy shit. And then my grandmother's reaction my grandmother passed out when I told her I had been shot. Oh, wow. Jeez. I went and saw my grandmother the next day. She fell out. Yeah. And I was going to Naval Academy in three weeks. I didn't leave the house again. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I know
0: I I I don't want to cut you off here, man. I know Chris is going to have to spend some family time. We're going super oh, crap. long we're here. Not, I, like what? No, we, we got back you We got James back Probably on. like we twenty get- minutes ago at this point. <laughs> so if it's cool, we're going to wrap things up. Yeah, Ian. Like I, I didn't realize I was starting to cry. No, man.
3: No,
1: no, no. And that's that's I, and that's. I, that's
3: I, hey, off. I
0: don't want to. I don't want to sound. You know, like I didn't tell you because I did say that. that no, you know, no, like no. I, I, that, I don't. But, like
1: uh, said, I said that's why with the TV stuff. I, I'm just me, dude. i don't always be me. And I, I'm. I won't get done. I'm gonna have to go clean the kitchen. I'm gonna have to go wash the dishes. I'm gonna go play with my five year old. And that's that's just me. That's why I, I I know when you say about the social media and all that. I, I, I'm right there with you. I agree. It's fucking awful. It, it's it's a ne- damn near a necessity though for what we do now because, and I hate it, I, I really do, but it is a necessity. But you can still you're still doing positive stuff. I and how, you know, how old are you, Chris? I'm fifty. I, I turned fifty we're, last month. We're same age. Yeah, we're same age. And, and it's crazy
3: because when do you have your? How old are your kids?
1: I have a sixteen, a twelve, and then I have a five now.
3: Okay, so I I got a nine. Seven yeah. And five. Wow. Yeah. And it's I, crazy because all my guys with kids in the teams, the kids don't talk to me no more. Right. Like, and it's all the same thing. Like you're saying, like your 16 year old's relationship is different than your five. No, it
1: is. Him and I, we talked about on the show. I, we had to patch it up because I was gone. Dude, I was, I, he was born. I was gone after he was born. I stayed home for a week and I was gone for seven months. Then I came back for a month. Then I was gone for another five. And basically, till he was 12, I was not home. My 12 year old, same thing. She was, yeah. I was gone the whole time, but the five-year-old, yeah, I I, I mean, I feel bad because I, I do love playing around with my five. I love it. I wish I had those same memories with my 16 year old that I'm going to have with my five-year-old, like, because right now I'm going to go downstairs and play. But I tell guys that go in, and I know you tell them the same thing. Hey, if you really want to do this, You're going to sacrifice something and it's probably going to be family time. So I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to have your cake and eat it too. You have to do one or the other and you're going to sacrifice down the line. You're giving yourself for this and it's not just the mission or you may sacrifice your life. You're sacrificing time that other people are spending with your with their families. But I'm blessed like you are. At least I got young kids still though, that I can repair those relationships and the five-year-old has no idea because he wasn't born when I was doing all this. So,
3: like crazy brother, like, 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 I tell you, you know, like, we, 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 we come from the same bush, yeah, yeah, right? Like, I, like I I'm gonna talk to you next time, Ian. Write a note. We're talking about the fucking South Fort Lewis Ranger Training Center. South right? Fort, because no. I'm gonna I'm tell this motherfucker. I know he been at the fire and movement course on South Fort Lewis. Yeah, yeah. We I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit him because I wasn't doing bad when you were there, though. I wasn't quite. But we gonna, we gonna fucking light fire to you make a note, Ian. We're, yeah, well, we're, there, gonna, we're, we're gonna keep all this on right, the show. Right, right. So we'll get into I it I talk just about you, Reagan's book and Reagan, all that
1: other shit. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: But, but it's crazy because I tell people, man, like. It's a pirate lifestyle, man. I just watched the, the pirate documentary on uh, Netflix. It's fucking awesome. And I said, that's what being a SEAL is all like, man. Like, like there you don't have a home. You don't have a life. There ain't no women. You, you you just bang. You work. You're gone 300 days a year. You When you come home, you might fucking cut your grass, but you probably got somebody else to do man, that because you're yeah. never there. Like, you got all this shit going on. And, like, I had two awesome – I had a professor at Michigan State. I had an awesome female. Both of them had nervous breakdowns. I wasn't even fucking doing shit. I was, I'm not, I'm in fucking training right now. Job went off at the hospital on the airport to go to Puerto Rico because she swore I was going to Columbia to that. It,
1: it, it the relationship, man, that's why my wife's stuck with me. We've we've actually been separated once and then divorced once and we've reconciled both times. She's Woo! she's I know, She's and I, that's crazy. She and she she's awesome. She she's tougher than I am, man. Dog, you need to give her everything in the world that's why I, I i believe me, i have, she'll she'll come in here in a little bit she'll go hey are you done I'm like yeah i'm done i, I gotta get. no she's she, she's my angel and she's still gorgeous as hell and you know i i always tell people yeah it, you know if, you, if you're gonna date anybody date a volleyball player because they don't age man
0: at Jake's wig 1911 on Instagram. and awesome. jakeswig.com. Follow him. I guess we're... Don't follow him, though, if you're a woman with uh fake hips and <laughs> action plants. That's oh, not your thing. Don't so, so awesome, over here. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, man, right, man.
2: it's honor uh,
0: to be on here. I was out of nowhere
3: before. No,
1: this us
3: Let's let it ride. Yeah, Watch dude. But, like a and, Ranger bad, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, this was great. Away, then, and, shoot
1: um, spot tape, man. Hey, and thanks again you, for your service. Keep doing training people how you're doing it, man. That's the right way. So
0: wrapping things up here. I mean, we had other things to talk about, but you know what? I usually will say, I think that was a good show. I mean, if we can't get the guest to stop talking, <laughs> he obviously had a good time. Yeah, so, no, he, uh, he, he did. Yeah, no, and it's good. I think it, we wrapped up like three times. There. Three times. To- yeah. But
1: that's, that was awesome with it. Cause it just, he, 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 and he he's real. And, and the, the, that's what people and in, in, you know, the f bombs and stuff like that. I, I don't, and I wrote those in my book. I'm a Christian and I still drop f bombs, doesn't make me a bad Christian,
0: but it's also why we can't be in the faith category. Well, that's also why we can't faith? be in the faith category because yeah, you know, someone will be listening to Joel Osteen and I know, they'll and they'll, they'll go on it. and they'll be like, This doesn't like, sound similar,
1: but that's that's it's just being real. And when, when you're going and he teaches the agent, you know, he teaches and he mentors SEALs we're getting so touchy feely nowadays and starting to filter into the community, special ops community. You you can't have that. You can't, it it does it. I'm guys. It makes it weaker. It does mentally. You have to have that toughness and you. You can't bristle when somebody says, Hey, you're effed up. You have to be able to sink or swim. You have to be able to either to say, all right, really? That's what you're saying to me. All right. I'm going to prove your ass wrong. Or it's just not for you. And you go the other direction. We're, even we had Ben Morgan on. When we had Tom Block on. When we had uh, uh who, who's a who's another seal that we had on, brother? That we had. Oh, uh, Jack Carr. Jack Carr. Another. You know, I guarantee you, every one of them had that. And I know Ben specifically, Morgan. We had him on. Was in the face like, you suck. You can't make it. You're shit. And every one of those guys. No, nope. really? Is that what you think? And me included. Or really? All right. You think I'm the shit? I'm gonna pass you up. That's
0: or not, not thinking, shit.
1: You think I'm shit. You think I'm shit or, or and because I mean, that's, not like that. Then I'm going to become the shit and you, I'm going <laughs> to, and every one of those guys did that. And that's how they excelled. And that's what the community is supposed to be for. So with him coming out there and saying, and I don't see it as a negative him coming out to a, saying, Hey, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. If that doesn't instill the fire that you're going to prove him wrong, then you're probably not going to make it. That's what he's trying to do is to say, all right, I doubt you can do this. You want to have that person look right back in the eyes, that student and go
0: bullshit. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. That's- I, they, you know what? Everything is it's time and place. And they both have their time and place. I'll tell you something real quick. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 <laughs> um, I was going for like a P I don't even think it was a PR on a deadlift. Um, you know, not too far long ago at the gym. And I just, I actually have never used chalk before this never brought yeah. it. And I also don't think anybody is looking at me like everybody's doing their own thing. and and, I just wasn't getting it. My hands kept slipping off the bar yep. and I figured, you know what? I'll do this another day. Who cares? I have my music always on blasting in my headphones. Some guy at the gym came up to me and he's like, I know you could do that, man. Here's some chalk. I just, you, you have it. It's just slipping out of your hands. You, you could do this. And that not only made my day, that positivity, but yes, I did do it. And I ended up buying chalk because of it. So, so sometimes like that positivity is great. Sometimes the negativity works. Uh, yeah, you have to have that. There, there's
1: a time and place. No, you're exactly right. And uh, having an instructor like that tell me I couldn't do it, and then I proved him wrong. And then when they come back to you, and because it is, it's a show. It's a show. It's not that they're trying. It's just, hey, I'm trying to get you going. I need just having them come up to me. I had a drill sergeant, Drill Sergeant Harney. That was just the devil when I was going through basic training. He was the devil. He was this tall black guy he looked like a demon. Drill Sergeant Harney. Oh, I hated him. He was so mean and just physically, I mean, just physically, he, I remember him smacking a guy with a pat. I mean, that, this is when you could do that back in basic training, but he pushed us so hard and it was, it was like, you guys are shit. You guys are shit. You guys are shit. And then it was, but he was teaching us too. He was teaching us everything. And then towards the end, people started to rise to the top. And when he would come up to me and said, Hey dude. At the end of the court, at the end of basic training. I I I graduated being the distinguished honor graduate of my class, of, of my basic training class. And him coming up to me and actually he was the one that handed me the 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 medal and everything that you get, you know, when you're that and smiling at me. I I did I couldn't have felt more proud from any other person just because I figured out, okay, really he wasn't that mean of a guy that's just what he's way of getting me and getting guys to go beyond what they could comfortably go beyond making us uncomfortable. And then after that, it was so it was, it was all positivity after that. It was, you can do this. You you got it. You got it. Cause he, I proved to him that I could suck it up and I felt so good. So even in the negative parts at the beginning, if you can push through it with even with guys like myself, if I'm berating you at the beginning and you finally get to the end, believe me, I am, so proud of you because you not only dealt with your own demons but you dealt with mine as well as i'm pushing on you so you're right there's there's sometimes there's a negativity that transfers into a positivity at the end we just want to see what you got we're trying to bring it out of you i agree i agree it is is in context in our times to be a shithead and be negative just which is it's an act guys it really is it's an act more than anything but there's also times that hey man you can do this get your get it together you can do it and I, I do that as well. So no, you're yeah. As you're an spot instructor, on. I know yeah, with, with spot the on. firearm stuff. Oh yeah, I,
0: I've seen you do it. Yeah, um, you know, on video. I haven't been to a course myself. But- yeah, and you better. I, I will definitely at some point I'll be there, man. But this was this was definitely a fun show to do. And you know what? I know Jake could laugh at himself, so that the one thing I'll say I've seen people say it in his comments too, and he could laugh at it. Uh, that Jake definitely has the Mister Mackey thing where it's oh, he's got G- Jay. okay. Okay, <laughs> everything that Jake has okay. is Jay.
1: <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
0: You said it because <laughs> I've um, seen people post Mister Mackey, Mister Mackey, oh. Jake, okay. Okay, but, uh, no, love having him on guys, leave us a review on Apple podcasts. Uh, just spread the word of the show. That's how the word gets out. And, uh, yes, support our sponsors, support audible, uh, Ned and Fort Scott. The links are in description. We've more merch on the way. I have my, uh, Oh, Battleline podcast mugs right out here. Well, and those, they make those look awesome.
1: Yeah, the, the peak engraving makes them for us. They are outstanding. That's, uh, I I got rid of all my other coffee mugs because those are the only ones I use now. They're fantastic mugs, and I use them to actually have a drink every once in a while then because they're they're perfect. They're, they're, they're tremendous and they last. So guys, those aren't cheaply made mugs and they do a great job on the graphics. So I I know I got mine too. Granted, no, I have my battle line mug right now. I just want to grab.
0: Thank you, Jeremy Mitchell. If you're listening, um, though, those will be up what on Tonto's gear locker. Yeah, they're up on
1: Tonto's gear locker. There should be getting up here. We'll probably do an email blast with them. Uh, as far as dog play that, that, uh, here in the next week or so, my wife will get it out. So we'll get up on Tonto's gear locker, check that out and, and grab one of those mugs, and no, they they turned out great, man. They were, yeah, they're, they're awesome.
0: Love it. Yeah, it's a fun design. So thank you, Jeremy. Uh and yeah, that's really it. I appreciate you going Oh, uh, Granted, I'm not the one who kept us long. But <laughs> no, I know. I, I definitely uh, think that's a good thing if if uh, someone we have on really enjoys being on with us. Because
1: it's normally me that's trying to wrap it. I'm giving Ian like, oh, on, <laughs> let's, let's I'm about. I need to go. But I, that was a blast, and I I love talking to guys within the community, because it doesn't matter for SEALs, pararescue, combat controllers, you know, unit guys, SF guys, um, you know, really the, we speak the same languages. Uh, personalities may be different, but we always have something in common. And then it brings back memories, which, which Jake's did, not just from the army when I was in, but from football as well, which I can't wait to have him on again. Cause we get to talk about football. And I, I, that was, that's still a passion in my life, even with all the, damn political crap goes on with, with, athletics. I still believe in love athletics and think Think kids should grow up, grow up playing sports. So, uh, cause I did and I, I, it, it was awesome, especially when I was growing up and in high school and I see it in my son too. And it's, it's something that builds teamwork and it's fun and it, it makes you work with people of different personalities. Believe me, Dixie college. I had more legitimate gangsters on that team from Vegas, Salt Lake city, Southern California And watching them, and I wrote about in The Ranger Way, too, watching them, guys that normally literally would kill each other on the streets, Bloods, Crips, so forth, (laughs) coming together on a team. And me being this little Mexican kid, that little short, little little speedy Gonzalez, watching (laughs) this all come together. And then you get the white kids, the Mormons, that are going to go to Brigham Young coming in, and everybody didn't give two craps what ethnicity you were, what gang you were with. And playing, and we we finished second in the nation my first year, and we were ranked first in the nation uh, my second year in the j- junior college athletic system, which, is, which honestly, that's pretty pretty tremendous. I mean, we're playing guys like Charlie Garner who played with the Eagles, Toby Wright who played with the Rams. Those are guys that we're playing against in their junior colleges there in Phoenix. Um, that's where I got the really, not just the military, but that's where I got the first taste of doesn't matter the differences. If you want to win and you want to accomplish goals, you forget those differences and – You'll come together and watching gangsters, real life colors, gangsters, black blood, bloods and crips, and, and Tongan Crip gangsters come together with the white boys from the farms and have amazing teams. I was like, man, that's why I don't get all wrapped up in the ethnicity and stuff because I know we can come together because I've seen it happen with kids, even with seventeen and eight year olds. So ah, anyway, I went down a rabbit hole again. I got to shut up. We're going to go another three hours on this thing. So sorry. <laughs>
2: That's all for this episode of the Battleline Podcast. But we'll be back on Monday with more American straight talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoperanto.net. Believe in yourself, face all challenges head on, and as always, never quit.